Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Who's Tony? You're going to have to find out for yourself when you go into the Norcross showroom for UCI Kitchen and Bath. Maybe you're looking at a little reno project to start the new year. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. You're mentioning the BS. You're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertop. UCIGranite.com. That's the website. Do some shopping online, you tech nerd. But when you go into the showroom, uh, make sure you ask for Tony. Tell him Jason said hi. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Mad Doug Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you can go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is The BS. All right, there it is, episode 125 of The BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio. Big thanks to Gornstein and Watkins. Trial litigation attorneys. Did you get hurt? That's called personal injury. Did you die? That's wrongful death. Contracts, transactions, disputes with the landlord, tenants, whatever it may be, Gorenstein and Watkins can help you out. GWTrial.com. 470-491-0808. There in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It is the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Hola, como esta usted? Hola, buen dia. How you guys doing? Uh, bien, bien. I see, I see. In the Zelensky Studios there in Noonan, Georgia. It is the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher. Well, hello. Good morning. Good morning. With me in the Golden Scissors studio, the proud new owner of a beautiful jar of pickles. <laughs> that would be the uh, oh-so-smart, salacious, vivacious Nikki D. Yes. Just boobs tearing the sweater part. Look at them. They're not. <laughs> Hawkamania is running wild on this sweater. Yeah, thank God it's cable knit. <laughs> is pull over? That's not a pull over. Look at that thing. I mean, you can just see they're going left and right, and the center of it is just ripping. Can you guys see this? It's called fashion. Oh, is that what that? I thought. Yes. I thought you came. I, I could have swore when you walked in, it was just a normal sweater. No, 
It wasn't. It was actually a different color, but now it's blue because it's in pain. Nope. It came in this way. It was <laughs> made this way. It was created this way. It was created that way. I'm a fashionista. To, to show that <laughs> you Add that to my title. The breasts are stretching <laughs> this My boobs aren't even that big anymore. We I, already talked about I this. I know, but I think they're, they're like trying to run away from now. you. Like one's going that way and one's going the other way. It's like you have floaters. Because they don't even like each other anymore. They're just so pissed off. They're they so get botched. <laughs> They're botched. Not that big compared to <laughs> the Indiana Jones boulder. <laughs> uh, and joining us in the studio is, well, we called him FNG when he was on our show, um, which stood for fucking new guy, which I still love that name. And then when he went to afternoons with uh, Jesse, he was called Brando. And now I'm just going to call him Evan. Hello, Evan. <laughs> Great to be here. And now. <laughs> FNG, I, I always really like that as a nickname, but at some point, if I'd been there for like a year, it's like, oh, he's not. He's not that <laughs> He'd just be effing guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just be F, yeah, effing, effing guy. Effing guy, yeah. <laughs> People think you're married to my wife. Effing <laughs> guy. There's effing guy. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. Great to be here, man. It's good to have you here. I'll get to uh, my casino trip. That's why you got the pickles. I know. In the third segment, so. We picked up a bunch of pickles for a bunch of different people, and we said, Nikki D needs these. She loves these. Have you guys ever been over my house and eaten these pickles before from that little corner country place up in North uh, Georgia? No, No, I've been to the the little country store, but I haven't uh, tried the pickles yet. Oh, Jesus. Are you sure? Because if you ever came over here for a party, those pickles were out on Rachel's setup. She always puts them on there. Yeah. So maybe you just didn't know that's what you were eating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm shot at them. I haven't had them. What's that? Moonshine? No. It's uh, uh, no moonshine. You know, you know those little country stores, though, right? Like Cracker Barrel? It's it's like Cracker Barrel, but real. Wait, you know? are, you, wait, are you playing <laughs> yeah. Cracker Barrel is fake? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like these are real country folk, and they're, they're boiled peanuts and the jams and the jellies, and I don't even know the name of the place. They, they make sa- breakfast sandwiches and wrap them in plastic. This sounds a lot like Cracker Barrel. No, they don't. <laughs> they do not make breakfast sandwiches at this place. Uh, Most of the little country stores do. My something. country store does not. They do sell woodworking things like giant bears and stuff mm. in the back. Yeah. Cracker Barrel's too corporate. It's like the <laughs> right. the bear it's like the bear jamboree Disney. It used to be all about the peg game, man. They sold out. You are correct. Yeah. yeah. You are now they have like eight thousand dollar rocking chairs out front. It's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking corporate. Damn corporate took over the country world, right, Brandon? <laughs> Double bullshit, what I say. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting my brain map today by Julia Ferris. We had her on the other week. Today is the day. Uh, no, tomorrow's the day that she's. Yeah, no, today's the day. Yeah, I'm going to figure out when I'm recording. She's coming over to map my brain. Uh, and I'll, I should have the results right away. I, 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 and I, I don't want this to be a long conversation because I don't know what I would ask you. Like, what do you think the results are going to be? Because I don't think we understand how it works. Uh, yeah. Other than that, she's going to bring over this machine, map my brain, and tell me things about my brain that I, I guess, never knew. And ever since she's been on, uh, she's had an influx of our two percenters that have reached out to her, especially ex-military, because of the PTSD, the story she told. That's why she got into it, because of her husband was suffering so bad from PTSD that uh, and they were broke. She couldn't work because she had to care for him. So she's like, I'm going to fix them. And then she learns about neurology and the brain mapping and how the testosterone maintenance plays a part. And I mean, it's just the whole shebang. It's very, very, very exciting stuff. So I don't know. I guess she just puts up some 
those electrodes or what are the little suction things you put in your well, you know what I'm talking about? Well, like, you know, nodes. No, I don't think they're no, the nodes are bad. You know, like when you sit down at the doctor's office and they rub jelly and they put the suction things and they got the wires hanging out. Like, like when you get an EKG? Yeah, ele- electrodes. Electrodes. I said that. Yeah, that's what, electrodes. I think she puts <laughs> electrodes up to my brain and then she just has like a little. And then she checks it off like Jack Burns and meet the parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know what comes. Doing huh? backflips on control B. Well, you know, it could, it could be yeah, a side effect. Like she, maybe she's gimmick and afterwards, you know, I start speaking French and do weird things and, you know, ask Nikki D if I can borrow some of the breast juice and make my breast bigger and all kinds of weird stuff. Mm, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Okay. Uh, the CES uh, just got done. It, it ended uh, on Sunday. It, for some reason, I... I didn't see a lot of stuff from it this year, but maybe I just wasn't looking. I mean, I'm on my computer a lot. Usually it's an over amount of information from CES. I didn't see much this year. I don't know if you guys saw anything of interest. I've got a list of like some of the cool shit that was there, but other than that, I didn't see an influx of, uh, uh, of information from it. I have a friend that goes every year and, and posts hours and hours of footage. So when I saw that it was happening, I'm like, mm, it must not have been a big to do. Uh, I didn't see nothing. But I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. I saw a controller, like an Xbox controller with like a little screen on it. And that was like, oh, check this out. And I'm like, oh, cool. My controller can tell it time, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's not, not showing the TV screen. No, it's just like a digital clock, basically. It probably shows your battery uh, yeah. strength. And, uh, uh, the com- Consumer Electronics Show. Nate, who was the gentleman... He was Mr. CES for the for the longest amount of time, and we wouldn't have him on the radio show. I think we had a, him on a couple times in Atlanta, but in Orlando, I had him on all the time. Jim. It was like, it was something, the digital answer man or something like that. Yeah. Well, he was like a celebrity. Uh, Jim. Well, to us, maybe. <laughs> well, no. Um, <laughs> Jim, Jim Barry? Jim Barry. Yeah. yeah. Thank yep. you. How'd you know? I Googled it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jim Barry. <laughs> so this I had a Rain Man moment. Th- th- yeah, J- I got, look at that. Jim Barry got on my phone. Huh. It, he was. He was on all the networks. You know, he, he was on CNN. He was on Fox. He was on, you know, he was on every place. And he was Jim Barry. Yeah, the digital answer man. And he would give the rundown. And he was, he was great. He was great behind a microphone. And I just somehow, I think it was like in 2006 or seven, was able to get a hold of him. My producer at the time, I think Ethan, got a hold of him. He came on the show. He enjoyed his visit on the show, and we would have him on every year. And occasionally throughout the year, I'd shoot him a text just to say, hey, how are you? Good. Hope I hope all's well, and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, what was it like a couple years ago? Uh, yeah, the, it was uh, 2018. Tw- was it 2018? <laughs> looking at my email. Okay, okay. Well, you got it in your email. <laughs> what, what did the email say? What's the, the first part of the email say? Um. Well, it's just you, and it says, let's book him this week. Okay. And then, and then I reply, and I send you his obituary. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I had been texting him. Oh, my God. And I had been texting him, and I was like, that's so weird for him not to get back to me. Uh, and you still have his number saved in your phone? Well, you don't take people's numbers out of your phone after they die, do you? Well, he, he likes to call it and listen to his voicemail just to remember <laughs> the good times. Of course you take his number out of your phone when do, he dies. Do you really? Yes. I've never done that. Me either. I have like three dead people in my phone. 
So what are y'all gonna do with the number? I I, I don't know. It's just I. It's it's like when someone goes missing and you change your profile picture to their missing persons poster. <laughs> the day, even if they're not found, you take it off. You feel horrible. It's like throwing away a Bible, right? No, it's that is not the same. Hope, right? That yeah, is not yeah. the same difference. It's the same feeling as throwing away the Bible, like that little green cheap free Bible. Even one of my best friends. Both of my best friends that passed have not deleted their numbers out of my phone. Well, you that's hypocrite. for sentimental purposes. He's not your friend or, or your he family is. member. He's my friend. No, he he's not. Friend. Take that number out of your phone. I've known the guy since 2007. Yeah, JB and JB, man. Yeah. What does that mean? You didn't even go to his funeral. You didn't even know he was dead. No, we didn't call him. That, and that's how close we were, is that he wouldn't <laughs> share that information with me. <laughs> he didn't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close, he didn't want to tell me he had died. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's like, I just, I, Jason's going to be crushed. Let's keep this on the, on the low low. Oh, <laughs> That's crazy. Take that number out. I probably, you know what you should do, though? You should, like, put a note that they're dead. Right? In, your, in the phone. <laughs> in the phone. So when you search for people, you know, like, if I'm searching for people uh, that, do, that does stuff up at the cabin, I'll just put cabin, and then I'll have a list of people, and then I can see what who they are and what they do. When someone passes, you should just put dead, and then just be able to type search dead and just have them all listed in your phone <laughs> so you know. Or the, the little skull and crossbone emoji behind their name. Well, I don't know if you can search for the skull and crossbone emoji. You might want to just put dead. Well, I mean, if you're searching for the person, it's going to come up. I, I, I don't still, think I'm, I'm never going to search for everyone dead in my phone. <laughs> I, I think probably, we'll get this CS stuff here in a second, but I think probably the creep, not creepiest, uh, I don't know what the word is, but there was a girl that I almost started dating and she passed in, I want to say 2009, 2010, 2000, no, 2009. And we were talking, we're hanging out, she worked at Hooters. She was very cool. I mean, she wasn't like, right up my alley but i want to you know we go out for a little bit and literally that weekend she dies boat boating accident well she drowned he's drinking i'm sure Jeez. yeah very very sad you probably i think you actually might have known her um she was kind of in and around our crew a lot but i got her number on my phone and her birthday always pops you up still on have Facebook. her number in your phone i do oh my goodness i just can't let it go it's just like the Facebook, mem- uh, like the memorial pages, yeah. but in your phone. The one that <laughs> no got away. Yeah. There is no reason to have these random dead people numbers in your phone. They're not random. I, I almost spent time with this woman. Okay, you spent time with her. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, when was the last time you talked to her before she died? Like days before. But how long ago did she die? Two thousand, like two thousand nine. Okay, and it's two thousand and twenty-three. I know. When's the last time you called her? I, unlike I guess you, I have a higher belief that these people are still around. I believe in the afterlife. I believe in the big guy upstairs. I believe that she could at some time find a holy phone and. I call find me. it so hard that you keep dead people's numbers in your phone when you don't even like seeing bubbles that you have email notifications. Well, that's different because that's distracting to my eye when those little bubble thing comes up. The, the these people aren't haunting. Dead people aren't distracting. The, the phone's not haunting me. It's not floating at night or anything. It's haunting you. You just don't know. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get. I don't get ghost bubbles on my phone from these people. Mm. It's not distracting. Well, well, that's at the new Consumer Electronics Show. They have right. ghost, ghost bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> 
ghost bubbles. Absolutely. So one of the uh, big things is the, uh, you know, you always have a TV, you know, focus, they focus on a TV. This one's a TCL, which TCLs come a long way. I love TCLs. I love, love, love them. I'm actually no longer a fan of the overpriced Sony's and because they're all proprietary. And the, the, so the, the bigger brands like Sony to me are kind of like people that are just way stuck and refuse to, to, to budge just a little bit. You know, even Apple has budged over the years. I mean, there was a time where Apple, remember, wouldn't use Flash or something like that. And then they're like, oh, everybody's doing it. Or or team up with Windows or or even Google, I think. You got to you gotta kind of open it up a little bit. Sony's so proprietary where, you know, like they're smart, at least the Sony I have, like the, the smart aspect of it, it's not very easy and not functional. Uh, the LG I have is the same way where I can't add new apps to it. I got to go to their app store and their apps, the apps I want aren't in their app store. So I don't know. Maybe I just got an older version, but the TCLs are great because they run Roku. So all you do is you turn it on and Roku pops up, which is pretty cool. Uh, Nate got me into the TCLs. Yeah. Well, and they're cheaper because they don't have like a tuner in them. So that like the Sony's and the other ones are typically made for watching standard television or these ones. We like, we like the streaming stuff. Oh, is that is that why they're cheaper? I didn't know why. I just thought they were cheaper because they were cheaper. Yeah, I don't I don't believe most of the TCLs or like the Roku TVs, you can't just like there there's not a coax or anything like you can just plug cable into it. I mean, probably if you had like a HDMI from a, your cable box or something, but it's not made to be like a TV. It's basically a giant monitor. Oh, well you can watch TV. It's an option actually. Like I had my cable box uh hooked up to it. Yeah, but I just mean it's not like made. That's not like the purpose of it. It's basically like a big monitor. You can plug anything into it. Well, if this makes any sense to you, the Q7, that's what this is. The Q7, it comes with a 4K quantum dot screen. Does that mean anything? Oh, yeah. Talk dirty to me. Quantum. That's pretty cool. It's kind of (laughs) sciencey. It's it's way better than the Q6. I mean, I'm so excited. Obviously. (laughs) This is obviously the step up. They're not dyslexic. (laughs) Uh, It promises even better color and brightness. But the real star of the show is the native 120HZ panel that can boost to an even smoother 240HZ. What is that? It's higher than 247. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's a lot it's better than Q6, if memory <laughs> serves. Uh, throw in the Q7's IMAX enhanced certification and Dolby Vision, and you get a great all-around set that really stood out when we saw it up close. Okay. No price yet on this bad boy, but uh, you can get it anywhere between 55 and 85. That's my next move, an 85-inch television. So this will probably be my next 85-inch television. Where are you going to put it? On a wall. But I mean, where? Like, are you going to put it in your living room? Are you going to create some kind of theater room? Nah, it depends on it. De- it, it, de- it depends on the layout of the land at the time, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know right now. Wow. My mom has this oversized 90 inch TV in her living room. 90? It looks crazy. It's too big. It doesn't go it's in the gonna- living room. Yeah, just get a projector at that point. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge projector guy. I don't like the projector. I don't like anything. I don't you like don't it. have a projector, so how do you know you don't like it? <laughs> really? I don't have one? Really? No. Are you, are you, I mean, you're positive about that. I mean, you absolutely know that I'm 
either I A, thought you had one. Hold on for a second. You either A, no, I've never had one, or B, no, I don't have one now. You're positive about all this. <laughs> well, if you don't have a newer closet, one. Right, I can go in that closet right now and pull out two of them. And then uh, I had one years ago that I could not stand. But, I mean, that would have been older technology. And then I remember watching Jamie's, uh, uh, Jamie, well, Fletcher, I don't even know her last name now. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like Jenny, uh, Jamie and Ken's when they said it. He was so excited when they set it up. And I didn't like watching that one either. So, yeah, I know a little bit about him, just a little bit. Well, yeah, but they also, like, Jamie's, the they had that in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's 2023 now. So, all of the, like, it's the same thing with the Sonys. You, you don't like the Sonys because you can't add apps, but that's probably because you have a very old Sony. Possibly. That now you can, you can do all those things. It's the same but, argument with, like, the iPhone versus... Uh, Android people with iPhones are like, oh, I had an Android one and it was terrible. I got the iPhone 14. Well, you can't really compare the two because they're they're years apart. So well, my maybe pro- look at a newer projector. Well, my projectors here are only two years old. The the two I have in my closet, they're only two years old. So they're in your well. Why do you have two? Because I forgot I had the first one. <laughs> That's the true story. That's why I had the second one. I, I, so what did you use them for? We have a we watch we watch movies out in the patio. We have a projector screen out there. Yeah, I was about to say I remember them being outside for like something for area or something. I remember oh, you guys were putting yeah. the thing on for the kids. Yeah, but we like we'll get in the hot tub and we'll put the thing on and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, but you need like a a good like studio tri- type projector. Like my dad has one in the basement, and I mean, like the good ones, you you have to like you have to look at like the different like the new TV stuff. You got to get a Q seven at least. Well, we, some of us can't afford the the nicer ones, Nate. We just can do what we got to do. Okay. So, I well, do. if you can afford a ninety seven inch TV, you should be able to get a projector. I cannot. Works. Nikki's mother can. I'm, <laughs> Nikki's mom's got crazy projectors, man. <laughs> Yeah. She's already got the Q8. <laughs> oh, shit. Big tech had that, Nikki's mom. Yeah. Uh, this so a best accessory, they say, is the Otter Box Otter Grip. It, it's a iPhone case that combines with the pop socket thing. And it's made I love those. It's kind of a downer year, though, when you're like MVP accessory is just like a phone case. Yeah, and I hate those <laughs> pop socket things. Those drive uh, me insane. It drive me insane. I tried them a couple times. Like, okay, what's you know, everybody's got? I tried the pop socket. I tried the metal ring that you put on the back of it to hold your phone. And I'm just like, I just don't like any of them. <laughs> but see, this one looks like a pop socket and a ring combined, and I like it. So you get the thickness of the pop socket, but then you can slide your finger in it as well. Boom! Keep your phone. It looks like a band aid. I love it. I love those things. <laughs> yes, if you cut your uh, finger, but you want to hold your phone today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting you for the next whatever. I love it. Event. <laughs> I need to get you something. Uh, the best laptop is the Lenovo Yoga Book 9i. You guys Lenovo Yoga Bookers? Do you remember the old 8i? Well, this is the upgrade. Yeah, I remember I saw them on their website, and it kind of sketched me out because it was like 60% off. And I was like, ooh, I don't know. Well... The yoga book's the deal, man. I've never heard of the yoga book. Hey, boo boo. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The stunning dual screen. Dual screen? There's two screens? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Holds up, but it looks oh, weird. Oh, that is neat. It does look weird, but that's weird. really neat. It's got a flippity flip. I like a flip. What is it? It's a flippity flip. Like you. It's a flip. <laughs> like a flip phone is a flip. Uh, iPad. Yeah, you flip it up and then you go, oh, I need another screen. You flip it up again. It's got two screens on top of each other. That's cool. They're stacked. 
That's neat. I like it. So that. like a laptop? It is mm-hmm. a laptop. It's a laptop. But I wonder how it how book. they hold up because it looks heavy. Uh the stunning dual screen laptop gets you two full 13.3 inch OLED displays. That's a pretty good size screen. I wonder if you can slide the stuff up and down like you can when the screens are side by side. I know, you know, I almost bought, uh, and I probably eventually will, but I don't know because there's so many of them right now. Those accessories for your laptop to make to allow you to have more screens, they're not right. cheap. I mean, they're at no. least uh, $150 on the low end, but I don't know if they, how well they work. Mm. Wait, so yeah, my, my brother's it? girlfriend had one, um, like during the pandemic when she was working from home and it like fits on your screen, uh, like your laptop screen and then the sides pull out uh, and then there's two extra screens on the side just so you have extra screens, but it seemed to work pretty well, but yeah, they're not cheap for sure. Can they like fold in and like close with the laptop? No, you get, well, Man. these take, that's why this laptop's cool. Cause it uh. can, these, you, you got to put them on and take them off. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like an adapter. God, everybody's got a comment on social media. Jesus. Can you imagine if we were a live talk show? Probably have more than five phone calls. Anyway, so that's the uh, yoga book. Uh, Best gaming tech. Evan, you're a gamer. I sure am. What do you know about the Razer Kayo Pro? Uh, I know that Razer, like, it's a Razer, they make gaming accessories, and they have a weirdly strong line of cameras. Mm -hmm. So I would expect this to be... like a very top of the line, affordable for what it is That's camera. Exactly what it is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It looks like it zooms and everything. The Pro Ultra's video quality truly wowed us during our hands-on time. It could be very well the new camera to beat uh, for devoted Twitch streamers and YouTubers. Uh, available now for three hundred bucks. Here's here's the thing: is that I'm so surprised that the podcasting industry, as popular as podcasting is, is is not more in your face because I feel that we podcasters actually use the accessories that gamers use, right? Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, like, if you're looking for video this or this or this, like, the, I could sit down, if I had a room full of the most intelligent techie people, and I could sit there and give you at least five billion, that's billion with a B, dollar idea, right? I mean, I could just blow, like, for podcasting, because they just don't exist, you know, the cameras and this and this and that. But the gaming, you know, I understand the gaming industry is, you know, just there's a lot of money in that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, video for podcasting is, isn't is really normal. Like most podcasts do not do video. It's an audio outlet. I mean, it's becoming that, but but I, I can name two podcasts that do video. Yeah, but vlog's been around for a while. Which is yeah, but that's not thing. podcasting really. That's just, I mean, usually it's like tutorials or doing something else, but just like, like what we do, I, I don't really know anyone else that does this other, like Rogan, he's the only other like big podcast that does video that I know. But like to his point, if you're vlogging, you're going to get this gamer camera. Like this is a good oh, fit yeah, for, for you, sure. but it's not being pushed to, right. you know, vloggers. It's being pushed to like nerds like me. Yeah. Brandon, well, right? so, yeah. well, people, now that we started to release one full show to the premium two percenters, people are loving it once they get the email mm-hmm. or figure out why they're not getting the email. They're absolutely loving it. And I think we're going to be able to hear sooner than later. I think I got a sponsor. We're going to be able to release all the shows. Uh, so, nice. that, yeah, that'll be that, that. That's, I think, a game kind of a game changer. Right. I mean, you know, we got this nice studio. Horrible fish tank, killed and killing all my fish. 
I don't know what to do about it. Oh, my goodness. I know. I, I just pulled out three oh dead fish this morning. Goodness Give him a pickle. He's trying to escape. Yeah. he's. Out. I, I don't. The, the levels are great. Like, all the chemical levels are great. It's just they're dying. I have no idea why. The chemical levels are great. You can't even see through that thing at this point. <laughs> no. The, see, see, that, see that thing? That, that, oh, see that? my. I don't care what that thing says. <clears throat> Look at with your eye. Use your eyes. You I understand cannot that, see through that glass. No, that's all the chemicals in there. He I, put them all in there. No. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All the, the levels yes. are great. <laughs> no. I came in here one day. That fish, stick was, that fish tank was pretty and clear and blue, no. and now it's white. Yeah. Poor fish. That's how we roll, just white down You're here. killing them. <laughs> So I like my fish tank white. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, according to the sticks, they're fine. I, I, I don't know. And I've I'm never really, known a stick to lie to me. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And I, Especially uh, fish sticks. <laughs> so there's this there's this young man that works up at the the PetSmart that's extremely knowledgeable, and I'm trying to think about how I'm going to do this. I want to ask him to come home with me, but. I don't know if there's a way I can say it that's just not going to sound creepy. <laughs> he said on Grinder. <laughs> and then I'm going to offer to pay him, which is going to be even worse. <laughs> kind of like, which is going to be like what, what the story I tell you in the third segment today is how I, like an open mouth, insert foot the other night at the casino. But this kid knows so much about the fish tanks, and I'm going to I'm going to go up there and say, dude, I, my fish are dying and I can't get the water clear, will you come home with me? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Anybody have any suggestions? Just shoot, shoot me something on uh, social media. If you've ever been in a situation where you're picking up a man from PetSmart. <laughs> well, he's not a man. He's like a young man. He's, he actually okay, looks, you're picking up a boy. He looks a lot. He's kind of like you. He looks a, a little bit like you, but just a little smaller. And about the same age, you know, you both kind of have that, you know, intelligent quirkiness about you. And he's got that. Um, but he's actually like half the size of you and you're not the biggest guy in the world, right? That's yeah, true. And, but he's so smart. He knows so much about fish. He knows so much. His name's Dylan. Dylan, you're a small but smart boy. You want to come back to my house? I'll pay you. Don't worry. Yeah. Want to come to my basement? I'll pay you in pickles. Right. <laughs> Any chance you could wear the PetSmart outfit? <laughs> Just want to take a couple pictures. Uh, the best VR headset at CES this year is the PlayStation VR 2. Now, that's what I want. But not the not the PlayStation one. I want that um, the Quest, no Oculus, the Oculus. Yeah, that's yes. The Quest. So we can go to the to the VR worlds and parties. And me and my homegirls, we're all gonna buy one. Dude, I have a friend who works for VR Chat, and like, which is like a big you know VR game app thing. And he'll like to work in their office. He'll put on the VR headset and like work in the game. Wow. Yeah. Like you see an avatar. Yeah. Yeah. That's that cool. So cool. Yeah. Can you not do all that with this one? Uh, well, this you, you have to be connected to PlayStation. So, like uh. my friends that have the Oculus, I can't play with them uh. in the in the metaverse on PlayStation. Uh. One. I gotta get the Oculus. Gotta one. get the Oculus one. Yes. Can you, you do the, the concert? Now, can you Oculus the PlayStation? Just not PlayStation Oculus. No, you have to have the same. Oh. Oh, so Oculus game. is his own meta yeah. metaverse. Well, yeah. Well, fa Facebook owns Oculus, so that's why it's easier to connect to the metaverse because they also own that. Okay. There's it, certain games you can play like together. Together. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, I just it's like wanna... Xbox versus PlayStation, right? It's like just two different companies. What if I just want to walk around and go to like Snoop's bar and stuff? 
Uh, yeah, I think the quest is the quest two is probably what you want. That's what I have. That's the the metaverse. Yeah, it's the Oculus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I got I if I had time or if I sat down and did, I agree. I, yeah. That that whole world is is it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You you, you kind of I mean like if you want to take a step back and dig a little deeper into it, you wonder what the real world's going to be like in about ten years when people of all ages. Because this is I don't think this is an age. You know, thing. I mean, I think people of all ages are doing this. Once they, you know, it, it, it seems to me that once you put that damn thing on your head, you get hooked, right? You do. It's like addicting. So it's not just like, you know, gaming used to be for kids back in the day. I think this is for everybody, is my point. But you wonder in 10, 15, 20 years what the real world will be when people are so used to being in the metaverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like how mm-hmm. everybody wants to pin. The school shootings on, on on violent games and this and this and that. What's going to happen when everybody starts walking? And then, like when you take it off, it's weird, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. whoa, what's up? Ah. <laughs> I can't walk through a wall. Yeah. What the shit? I was just inside <laughs> Star Wars. Ohio sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean I can't jump up on stage? What are you talking about? In the metaverse, I can. <laughs> my it's literally were, the Matrix. Yeah, my friends recorded me when I was on the roller coaster in the metaverse. And I look crazy. Do you so have to wait the in the line? Inside, huh? Do you have to wait in the line? No, I got right on the roller coaster, but my heart was, was beating and I was flailing all around in the chair and they're just recording me. So it looks crazy on the outside, but on the inside, it was wild. Did anyone get turned down because they weren't that tall? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man, you have to change your avatar. No. <laughs> I went to a, a bachelor party. Uh, one of my buddies, actually from Florida, and we did it up in North Georgia somewhere. I don't know. We were like in this like middle of nowhere cabin. And there's obviously not a lot of strip clubs around or probably not ones you want to go to. So they brought their, um, their VR headset and he went to a virtual strip club. So he got a lap dance and we all sat there and watched him get a lap dance. It was really odd. <laughs> in, a, a, in a cabin. Did he get a boner? I don't know. Oh, come on. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you know. I don't know. It felt pretty hard, but yeah, I couldn't really tell. Like, come on, let's be honest. It's not like if, if your buddy's getting a virtual lap dance, is that not the first thing you're looking at his dick? Wait, were you in no. VR with him? Were you like also in the club or were you looking at him? So with- he, he was sitting he was sitting on the chair in the middle of the room um, with it on. And then we were sitting at the kitchen table on the laptop and we were watching what he was watching. Oh, you can oh. see it on the laptop. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. All right, so if you have a if you have a headset on, you know. And you go to a lap, you get a strip because you can have sex with these things, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, virtual a, porn. Yeah, you can do virtual oh, porn, so right? We, we yeah. do all that. Is but that. Isn't there like a friction yeah. element that you're missing? Well, I mean, right? yeah. it's like a wet dream. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. But is that still true? Or cheating? it's like watching porn. <laughs> or it's like watching porn. <laughs> I would never. But it's it, less cheating than going to a real strip club and getting a lap dance, I think. Okay, but is it cheating? Because, you know, cyber sex, in my opinion, would be cheating. If you're talking to someone that's not your significant other on a computer and you're talking dirty and then maybe possibly. That's a good question because you're talking to real people in there. It doesn't, it, yeah, I guess it doesn't, it matters, doesn't matter. But yeah, you're talking to real people and. Oh, that you could meet up outside. Yeah, that would be cheating. Well, this, I, no, I, 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 is I, going to a strip club cheating? See, that's a great question. It, I think to some people it is. 
To me, it's not. I mean, everybody's got their rules, and I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I don't know if there's it. There is a right and wrong, but I'm saying like to me, no. But yeah, you're talking about hooking is, up in there and getting busy, right? Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, because she's talking. Yeah, but you're not doing anything because no nobody's touching. Like Evan was saying, there's nobody's touching you. You're literally just watching a video of a woman. No, but I'm not talking about going to the strip club. I'm talking about actually like He's the talking porn, about virtual porn. Yeah, the porn, the virtual porn, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's well, what I'm talking about. Porn. You're just what? Yeah, and but it's not a real person. It, it's a video. It's like it's watching porn. It's no <laughs> different than watching porn on your computer, except for it's in a 3D headspace. But you can have my. You're missing my point. You can have virtual sex. In no, the, you can't. In the if you meet if you meet somebody else and you start talking dirty and you start playing with your junk, that's virtual sex. No, that's masturbating. Right. Well, that's what cyber sex. That's what I'm talking about. It's the same yeah, thing. But if, you, if you're watching porn and you masturbating, that's not virtual sex or cheating. That's just okay. watching I think porn he's talking about he's, meeting somebody in the metaverse yes. and then you start chatting yes. it up with them and y'all start talking nasty to one another. Yes. Get, re- stop, oh, well, get rid of your, your strip club story. We're past I'm that. I'm not talking about a strip club. That well, What you're talking about doesn't exist yet. So that, that's not a thing. You're, you're just watching porn. You Okay. You can't meet somebody, they take off your their clothes, you take off their your clothes, and then have virtual sex. You're just watching them as a video that's already been recorded with a 3D camera, or a 360 camera. He, you, you get it. I understand what Thank you mean. Thank you. Okay. The, the two this people that don't have a VR headset and then have never looked, I know. looked at VR porn don't get it. <laughs> okay. I just keep going back to, these don't look like regular people you'd be hooking up with. These are like the-, the Like the, elephants the, and avatars, like, yeah. right? Yeah. I, know. I think he's talking about more but the conversation piece because we exactly talked to it, we about. talked to this man at the John Legend concert, and he had a nice voice. So I mean, I could have kept talking to him and been like, "What's your name?" He's yes. like, "What's be your like name?" I'm like, "Ooh, yeah." You're, you're missing. You're, you're missing what I'm saying. It's, it's, you have a tendency to just and just go straight forward. You're missing what I'm saying. Very simple. You're just having a conversation, a sexy conversation with another person in this metaverse. That's all. You're not watching porn. Okay. You're not. You're not doing. You're just. You're dirty talking. You're. It's the same exact thing of you be behind your AOL chat room, and you know Chris Hansen walks in with a log. It's the same exact thing. That was my okay, question. Okay, so it's not okay. So it's not virtual sex, and you're just talking to somebody. Well, it, well, is would that not be if you're masturbating or it's whatever? Virtual sexting, but not texting, but you're talking because it's cyber sex yeah. when you're doing that in front of your computer. You're yeah. cyber sexting. Cyber sex. So this yeah, would be this would be virtual sexting. Virtual sexting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right. You is can that, do it. Is that cheating? I think it is Absolutely. because you're talking to an actual person. If, yeah, if it's another person, it yeah. doesn't matter if they're like an elephant or Squidward or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> do you think you could go into the uh, the, the avatar changing room and not become a squid and uh, maybe become something sexier, <laughs> like a ripped ripped bodybuilder or something? What if I think the squid is sexy? <laughs> you know, well that that you know, like furries and those types of people. Oh, huge, huge. You know, this, for them, it's a whole different world. Um, you wonder if like people have a really difficult time grasp, like we've gotten to a point where there's just so much information, you know, and, and I th- if memory serves, it was right around nine 11, this conversation, or actually it was right around nine 11. This conversation became more popular is there's way too much information, way too many ways. And this was 2001, way too many, uh, way too much information, way too many ways for us to get the information that 
we just as people can't endure it. It's too much. Uh, and you can't get away from it. You can't escape it. It's everywhere. So you wonder with this type of world, this escape, if there's more and more people as the years go on and technology gets even crazier and the media gets even more media that people are just trying to find a way to escape. Like going to the beach is just not, not, not good enough anymore. You know, you got to go into metaverse world. Yeah. And then I think it's going to get to a point where, because you'll be able to go wherever you want to go in this world, people might stop going on vacations or to the beach. They'll just get on their VR and go wherever they want to go. Yeah. A lot cheaper. Yeah. Maybe that's what we do. We open up a, uh, what is it called? An Ocul- o- Oculus? An Oculus, Oculus? travel agent. <laughs> Your next Airbnb venture. <laughs> we'll just open up a bunch of Airbnbs on Metaverse. <laughs> and we'll put them on Airbnb and see if people book them. It's in Brandon's basement. You just put a bunch of headsets in there. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. Uh, the best gaming monitor. What do you use, Evan? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head what I use. Well, I can tell you, you're going to you need to use the old Samsung Odyssey Neo G9. That's the new guy. At the CES. Oh, that's what Brandon's curved. Yep, it's curved. Uh, oh, okay. Those are good. Is it? Curved you... monitors are good. Curved TV's bad. Oh, it is curved. Yep, it's curved. I got a uh, 65 inch curved television. You want it? No, I just said they're bad. Oh, they're bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Monitors curved are good. TVs curved are not so great. Yeah. I mean, same thing, though. Yeah, yeah what makes really. them different? Because the viewing angle, like when you're on a monitor, you're sitting right here at it and it's like, no, case, no, no, no. She's saying, what's the difference between the monitor and the TV? Same thing. Yeah, well, one's a lot bigger, and you're you're not sitting right in front of it normally. He's talking about it, the curved angle would only be good if it was directly out from your face, but the TV is usually up, so you're looking curved and up, where a monitor oh. is right in your face, and it's curved in your face. Yeah, yeah, but if like he gave it to right, you, does it look too good? Couldn't you sit it in front of you to play your game on? Yeah. <laughs> a 65 and a foot away from me? Good that's, Lord. That's what the pros yeah, just do. put it on a stool with a phone book. Yeah. yeah. That's what the pros do. I mean, if you want to up your gaming game, sell it to you for cheap. Like looking up to the ceiling, turn, break my neck, trying to see where everything is. Sell it to you for cheap. I'm telling you. 65-inch Samsung television, curved, works great. What so I like is, is his little desk here. He got a stick shift and everything. Look. He looks like he's in an arcade. Yeah. He also looks like he's got going through chemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Doesn't look very healthy. Uh, they also like the old Acer Predator X45. $1,700 for this damn thing. Sheesh. I mean, it does all Is that. Is a laptop or a monitor? It's a monitor. It's curved as well, though. I'm not a big fan of the curved. I prefer the two monitor setup, and I find sometimes it's hard to have the curved. That's what Brandon's saying. He doesn't yeah. like it curved. Yeah. He likes it straight. He, he, he likes no, I like it curved. Oh, I you, like a little curved. Oh, you, a little curved. You, you little curved to the right, right? Yeah. I love a curve. It's got to be long, though. It can't be short. <laughs> a long yeah. curve? Yeah. Like, We're talking about yeah. monitors. You're talking about dicks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Happens all the time on this show. <laughs> Jesus. Don't be crude, Nikki. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so, Nikki's always horny. <laughs> so this this was probably the most interesting thing that I had seen. And this is the best home tech. And it's called, it's by a company called Matter, which is kind of a cool, I mean, I think you're running out of one word, you know, one, you know, like one to two syllable words that, mm-hmm. you know, or fork, knife, you know, those types Do of words. Do they words. have an E between the T and the R? No, it's spelled M-A-T-T-E-R. You would think it'd oh. be M-A or just M-T-T. T-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, MTR. A big, that's a the big tech play. Matter it's a great name for it, though. 
Uh, Matter, uh, many companies announced Matter certification. So they're rolling out the, 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 what it is, it's, it connects your Amazon, Apple, Google, Samsung, all your hubs. And it's just to, to one hub for overall hubs. It doesn't give the best explanation of all this. I didn't Google it or not. But from what I'm understanding, it brings all of your hubs together under Matter. You know, so like if you've got Google Nest, which when Nest wasn't owned by Google, Nest had its own app. They still do have their own app, but now they try to push you to Google Home. So you got to go to Google. You know, I had two different Nest on one on Nest and one on Google Home. It's kind of a pain in the ass with all this smart stuff. So like if you, you know, there's a million different smart plugs, right? And they all have their own app, but you can put them all under Amazon uh, and, 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 and run them off Alexa. So, you know, that's what this yeah. does. Well, so this thing isn't a device. It's a standard, it's a uh, software basically. So it's just making it all kind of even across the board. So they all run on the same kind of, um, software component so they can talk to each other easily. So it's not like a specific thing. It's just, it's a standard that they're all kind of agreeing to live up to. So they don't have a bunch of proprietary stuff. Uh, Oh, I did. I didn't even see this. Thank God. Finally. Yeah. Thank God, the Ring Car Cam. Yes, I want oh, that's that. Good. I want that's that. Good. Oh, my God. The best thing on this list. Uh, a camera that attaches to your windshield like a dash cam. While dash cams typically record everything going on while you drive, this has got a dual-facing camera to keep an eye on your car's interior, as well as the exterior, like the doorbell. You can get alerts, check in on what's going on, record a video, blah, blah, blah. We get to see a promising demo of the car cam in action. Um I've yet to find a dash cam that I love. And I was actually, cause I'm getting ready to take a, a little bit of a road trip. I was actually going to reach out to, you know, like some of these car places that do the stereo and whatnot and see if they have some kind of dash cam that, you know, they can put in my truck mm. because like the one I have now, the, I think the problem, it's not working properly. It's a Nexar. And that's kind of like one of the leaders in the, in the, in the industry. But now that I put that dongle in for CarPlay, which I'm still having issues with, I, I don't think you can have both of them because they both connect to the Bluetooth, right? Uh, or the Wi-Fi uh, in your, on your phone. So, I don't know. It's very, very confusing days. I need myself a nice. But I'm a big dash cam fan. This is good. Yeah, like this. and this one has two cameras, a front and rear facing. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I've got two. I've got two right now. This don't work. Oh dear. Yeah, but but they're literally two different cameras. Like there's uh, okay. They're they're connected to each other, but you got to put one up here and then one's down here. So if you record something silly in your car, you can get it. Yeah, Best it's good for Uber drivers. Great for Uber drivers. I think I don't understand why cars now don't come with cameras front facing or interior facing. It's just like for security purposes. Yeah, how many how many cars how many less break-ins would you have in a car if you had camera surveillance on your vehicle, right? Yeah, I mean think about it. Yeah, because I think the Tesla does. Oh, does it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has cameras outside and inside. Oh. I think it's got everything. That's, That's smart. Say, of course, yeah. the Tesla does. Best <laughs> home product: the Kohler Anthem Digital Shower Valve and Control. Uh, allows you to personalize the most important aspects of your shower. Water temperature and flow. That's a good movie, huh? That's fancy. (laughs) That is. That was the (laughs) hustle and flow. Warm up and pause features ensure you're never unintentionally stepping into a freezing cold stream. Brandon uses their shower. You hate when you get (laughs) drunk and August just straddles you and puts you in that 
freezing cold stream. <laughs> yeah. The Anthem controls up to six shower outlets. This is a uh, $560 what it starts at. Wow. $560? Yeah. It's marked down to 420 right now. Six showers? Like six shower heads in one shower? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, like those showers that have like the rain one and then they have like the side jets and the front and back and everything. Yeah. I've like, never seen like a car wash. <laughs> we, do, we don't have these showers in our houses, Brandon. <laughs> I've, I've seen, I think I'm, I'm trying to count. There was a house that Rachel was, or she sold actually. And I remember going, I think they had five. They had, they had, the big rain shower. Yeah, they had the big rain shower. They had the handheld. Then they had two on the side and one in the back, I think. Two on the side? Yeah, two on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had those two spinny things on the side. That come oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best, health, best health device, the Movano Eevee. It's, it's a ring that you put on your finger. And uh, it's a smart ring. And it provides features like cycle tracking for people with uteruses, which mm. is weird. Oh, that's that's a real it, thing. I thought it was a joke. Oh, cycle tracking. <laughs> not like bicycling. Oh, like. No, like a uterus. Like yeah. ladies. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's like an Apple watch, but without the watch features. Right. Exactly. Basic sleep, features. health metrics, and stuff like that. Uh, so if you don't like the Apple watch, I love my Apple watch. Can't leave home without it. Does it track oh, your cool. menstrual cycle? Yeah, it does. It does. It's, <laughs> I've got I've got the Apple uterus actually. Oop, someone's ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> the eye uterus. Uh, go back to some of the the home products. The other ones, those are those are some pretty cool ones. I think. Uh, what did I miss? What did I miss? Something? Uh, the the smart oven, the 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 magic brow, and the um, Insta probe for cooking. <sighs> it's right below the Kohler thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know I missed that. Uh, oh, I thought those were advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? The Typher Instaprobe. Uh, Instaprobe does one thing. It does it well. This extremely good-looking food thermometer with a 4.3-inch probe. Mm. Can tell mm. you the temperature of any kind of food from gooey candy to finicky filet. Got to have a good thermometer, digital thermometer. 107 bucks. That's pretty good. I can do that. Yeah. Well, and it, it just does it by touching it. It doesn't have to like go in the meat or in the food. It just, it does it in one second just by like, oh, grazing it. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, the L'Oreal, 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 brow magic, brow magic, the beautiful innovation that raised many an eyebrow. Get it? Mm-hmm. At CES. Uh, make uh, eyebrow makeup applicator that indeed would have us questioning the existence of witchcraft. The device uses Modiface AR technology via mobile app to scan a user's face and 2,400 tiny nozzles and printing technology with up to 1,200 drops per inch printing resolution. So what the fuck does it do? That's what I'm trying it to see. Your, it, it, it print, it's like it's a microblading thing. It prints on your eyebrows. Why do they oh. have a picture of a dude doing this? Exactly. That was so confusing to me. That's why I'm like, what's he doing? I, I saw the I saw the picture. I got excited. I was like, oh man, that's cool because you guys know I have problems trimming my eyebrows. Remember years ago I did it and it still hasn't grown back because I shaved it off. <laughs> why would they have a dude on here? I don't know. Maybe he invented it. They're trying to be inclusive. He spent so much money on the prototype he couldn't afford a model. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, the Bravo <laughs> Glass Smart Oven. We saw a ton of smart cooking. That's a big thing, the smart cooking. I've noticed that where it's, and it's very proprietary right now, where the, there, there'll be meals already, you know, like meal planning, I think, is, is phenomenal. It's a great business. Um, that's what, like, Chef Erica does, right, that, that we talk about her all the time. But meal planning, there's 10 million different places online you can buy, you know, meal planning. There's ones now that come that you have to buy the oven that goes along with it. So it's like you're at a restaurant, right, where they have those special ovens, mm-hmm. and you just push one, you know, for steak or something. And then it goes in and pff, it's done, and it tastes oh. delicious. The, what, CEO of Ch- uh, Chili's, I think it is, just purchased, like, a ridiculous price on this new oven that will cook perfectly a medium steak in three minutes. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I'm guessing what this does, right? Um, you could, well, yeah. And you can watch your food cook. Oh my God, I had yeah. that idea years ago. I wanted to uh, design a camera to put in your grill. Oh yeah, I think they don't you don't you have one of those? No, it doesn't exist. That, I mean, you would have to have like, like NASA technology. So you keep shouldn't have said that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody's about to steal your idea. I, 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 I keep, I keep, yeah, I keep putting cameras in there, and my food keeps tasting like GoPros. It's just <laughs> <laughs> very expensive meals I'm cooking nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like if you had like Kamado Joe, right, and it, and it, mm-hmm. it was an option where, or an accessory even that you could put the. It has a place for the camera. And you put the camera, and you can. I mean, that's next level. That's cool. That's 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 the deal. It doesn't exist yet. Wish I could do it. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna listen to this. They're gonna create it. You're not gonna get any credit. That's well, not true. Somebody's already did it. That's what this thing is. It has a camera yeah. inside it of an oven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but it's not a yeah. Kamado Joe. It's not a griller. Well, it's still. It's not. It, probably, it can't get as hot though. This oven can. Yeah, I just mean they've developed a, a camera that can survive 400 degrees. So hopefully, uh, the grill will be coming out next. Well, you'd have to. It'd have to be at least a thousand degrees. I mean, not to say you get your grill up to a thousand degrees, but you know, I've gotten my grill up to 800 degrees. That's hot, by the way. Like that melts the mm-hmm. handle on the grill. Uh. Yeah, I fell asleep and I left my wings in the Joe Tisserie. And I, oh, went, I remember that. And I went outside. Not only were the wings burnt to a crisp, the bones were burnt to a crisp. Oh my god! Jeez. It was so it was hot. like ash. Yeah, it was just it was just ash. My wife goes, "You want to know how I'm going to kill you?" <laughs> She's like, "I want to put you in the Kamado Joe." And the handle, because I had the one with I have the one with the plastic handle. The handle was melted, so I called the guys over at Atlanta Grill Company, and I said to Jason, "I go, do you guys have an extra handle for my grill?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, why?" He goes, "What happened to yours?" I told him the story, and dude, they laugh. I, I I think they laughed for like eight minutes straight. The whole the whole room just <laughs> fucking thought it was hilarious. That was the funniest thing they'd ever seen before. Uh, so those are some of the cool things at CES this year that you possibly could be buying here in the very very near future. All right, let's talk to our guest. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. 
Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. And back to you, Jason. I got a text from uh, my good friend, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley from his WWE days. And he said, dude, I'm going to be in town for a wrestling show. I said, who are you beating up and what did he do to you? <laughs> he said, I don't know, some kid. I got to take his championship away from him. I said, oh, cool. He goes, you want to be there? I said, sure, absolutely. I'll come out there. Uh, Impact Wrestling is coming to Atlanta Friday the 13th, this Friday. And it's going to be at Center Stage, which is actually a very cool venue to watch professional wrestling. Uh, and actually, there's two nights, but the pay-per-view is Friday night. It's called Hard to Kill. And, Bubba, you're beating up, what's the kid dude's name, Josh? The current Impact World Champion's name is Josh Alexander. And after this Friday night, the 13th, the three-time Impact World Champion will be me, Bully Ray. Has there ever been somebody that's won it three times? Uh, I don't remember, but Josh Alexander, the current champion, just became the longest reigning Impact champion, uh, held the championship longer than Bobby Roode, Sting, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Um, so he's at the top of the list. I give the kid credit for what he's been able to do as a world champion, but as Impact fans know, he's never faced anybody like me. You see, when I was the Impact world champion, the Kurt Angles were around, the AJ Styles were around, the Stings were around, the Samoa Joes. Josh Alexander hasn't had any of those types of competitors. Now he has me. Now he has one of the most successful world champions in the history of Impact to face. Now he has a man responsible for powerbombing Dixie Carter through a table, creating the Aces and Eights, destroying the Hogan family, a Hall of Famer in Impact Wrestling, on the top of the food chain, and this kid is in a match, a full metal mayhem match with the guy who invented the match yeah he's uh i don't think bode well, things are going to bode well for him this he, coming friday he does does he have any clue i mean he's yeah. uh, he's he's a, where is he, who where has he grown up from i mean is he a product of impact wrestling or does he have a long legacy on the indies or where, where is he from see that's the problem nobody knows who he is yeah, I have no idea. That's why I asked you in the text. I go, now they do. Yeah. Now they do because he's in the ring with me. Mm -hmm. I make people famous. Did, didn't you do and, something? And he has come up through the ranks in Impact Wrestling, and that's how he's made a name for himself. Didn't you, like, do something with his girlfriend or over the balcony or something? Well, his, his wife got a little too close to the action, and I grabbed her by the back of the hair, and I dragged her over the guardrail, and I threatened to powerbomb her or pile drive her on the concrete unless he did whatever I told him to do. Basically, I took his wife hostage. Yeah, and he agreed to do what you wanted him to do, which 
kind of makes him look like a pushover a little bit. Listen, if I had your wife's head between my legs, wouldn't you do what I told you to do? It depends on which wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's how you know I love them both. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's tremendous. There was a time once, if we remember, that uh, her head wasn't supposed to be between your legs, but uh, I think she was supposed to come up and do something in the ring, and she botched the spot. And I lost my big opportunity as a with a double suplex with uh, with Bully Ray in the ring at this show, and I yep. I was so mad at her, like I couldn't believe I was mad, like what a dick move. But I was so mad at her, like how did you screw that? Up? I couldn't get in the ring. We practiced it. We practiced it, and she screwed it up. Well, that was the first wife, right? That was the first wife. Yeah, that's why you divorced her. That's why. That was the whole reason. She never knew that until that's right it. now. <laughs> that was the grounds for divorce. You botched your spot. She botched the spot. Absolutely. Uh, so how did this thing come about? Because you're, I mean, can we say that you're semi-retired, right? Well, I've never really retired, retired. I just uh, took a lot of time off once COVID hit. My ring of honor contract expired basically on the same day that the world shut down. So ring of honor is like, you know, Bubba, we, you know, we don't know where things are going and what's going to happen. So we can't really get into a new contract right at this very moment. I was like, I totally understand. I wouldn't offer me a new contract either with the amount of money I was making over there. So we just agreed to go our separate ways and, you know, COVID, you know, stuck around as long as it did i didn't feel like wrestling in empty arenas like some some of these companies were doing busted open was going really well for me so you know i didn't have to do anything as the as the years went on i did a couple of indie you know shows here and there just got done selling out the ecw arena against math card mad cardona um been working with impact wrestling showed back up there won the uh, run your gauntlet battle royal the call your shot battle royal and now have a shot at the uh, the world championship which i plan on winning so between the radio show working with impact wrestling working with billy corgan in the nwa working the select few indie uh dates that i want to work having my wrestling school I i'm kept quite busy yeah that's very busy you've had a, a relationship with uh billy corgan for a long time that uh, that i remember uh and you're such a rock and roll guy is it tough even though you're a professional and been doing this a very long time and been around a lot of different rock stars and whatnot if you're that close uh in, in this kind of climate and you're the wrestler and you're kind of the main attraction and he's not so much it's tough not to talk music and ask him to tell you certain things right a little bit. You know, we, we, all, me and Billy have a, a really great relationship where we basically just talk wrestling and rock and roll. And he enjoys sharing his, you know, rock and roll stories. And I enjoy telling my wrestling stories and we appreciate him. Same kind of relationship I have with Zach Wilde from Black Label Society or Snake Sabo from, uh, from Skid Row. Those guys are all wrestling fans and I'm a rock and roll fan. And, you know, we, we just trade stories and, you know, enjoy talking about all the wild times. And, and, and as many wild stories as I have, these guys, yeah. Yeah. man, 
That Sometimes they trump him and, and trump him tenfold. That new lead singer of Skid Row is good. He's really, he's get oh yeah, really he's good. getting a job done. The new album is doing. Re- the gang is all here. Yeah. That, that new album for Skid Row is doing really well. They're getting on festivals and tours that they haven't been on in ten years. So I'm really happy and excited for Skid Row, the new singer, and my boy Snake. Uh, you know, continued success to them. Yeah, he was good. I, I don't think we had him on this podcast yet. I should reach out to him. He was his stories were phenomenal. That story he told about playing in front of uh, Eddie Van Halen. I think I had spoken to. Actually, I think I'm on the radio show, and how nervous he was, and just it was just everything about it was, was really cool. So if, you, if you're a guitar player and you're playing in front of Eddie Van Halen, yeah. there might be a little bit of pressure on you. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like how much pressure do you feel right now having me on your show, being the radio legend that I am? Could, couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> I haven't got a wink of it. I'm just so nervous and shaking and sweating. I've lost 10 pounds in 12 hours. Any serious. <laughs> and I, it had a little bit to do with the uh, honey jack that I had at the casino the other night, too. Oh, uh, you! I mean, I'm a Jack Daniels fan, but I can't get into the honey jack. So I'll have my vodka, my normal go-to vodka drink, and then I'll do honey jack just on ice. And I'll use it. I'll use the vodka as a chaser. And because uh, it, it kicks up the buzz because it's hard to get, you know, the vodka, you can drink vodka and soda for a long time and be OK. But if you want to get a little kick, I put that honey jack in there and whew, I went through three of those, not the mini bottles, but like the medium bottles. Whew, that was a long night. Bad gamble. My concoction is I start with two blue cheese martinis. <laughs> And I move on to two glasses of white wine, and then I wash them down with several shots of Casamigos tequila. Yeah, you drinking a martini? I'd love to see that. That's. Kinda... <laughs> I tell you what, blue cheese martinis and espresso martinis—two things that I never thought I would drink. I love them. I drink espresso martinis like shots. You you do this with your uh, your Jersey friends on the shore and the the tough guy bars. Tough guy bars, absolutely. Yep, pinkies up. Yeah, and you order your blue cheese, mar- blue cheese mar- martini, whatever it is. Uh, listen, I never thought I would enjoy a blue cheese martini, and I was in a restaurant named Mastro's in Beverly Hills. This is probably like five years ago, and I'm hanging out with my friend Steve and his wife Kiki, and Kiki's drinking a blue cheese martini. I look at it, I'm like, that, that just sounds awful. She's like, yeah, try it. I took a sip. And I was hooked. And then I started drinking like seven or eight of them a night. But what you don't realize is they have so much sodium that you gain like 17 pounds overnight. And I can't be having that. Not Now that I'm a body guy, I can't be gaining 17 pounds overnight. You're wondering why your ring's not coming off ever? <laughs> I could actually feel my watch and my shoes get tight as the night went on. Well, you've gotten all ripped up. Look at you. Dropped probably, what, 60 pounds and... You know, I'm assuming uh, you, like the rest of us, are uh, enjoying our testosterone maintenance, you know, because I'm a big fan. And I was talking to the uh, DDP about this at his Christmas party, and he said to me, he goes, there's there's not one person over 40 that I know that's not doing testosterone maintenance. And I've, I'm a big proponent. I've been taking doing it for over two years. So I'm a fan. Every man, in, in my opinion, every male over the age of 40 should be able to legally prescribed under a doctor's orders, take testosterone and growth hormone. Yeah, well, DECA is legal now from the FD, FDA's legalized DECA. And I agree with the, um, yeah, you look. Really? 
Yep, yep, yep. Because back in the day, it was, you know, Winnie, D-Ball, Decca, right? Those are the three kind of easily obtainable juice, you know, roids. And, and, but now under FDA's approved DECA. So that's part of my testosterone maintenance. But under doctor's orders, there's a guy that I just sent to the place that I go to here in town called Nuberti, and he'd been taking it off the black market. And it's a, that's a big industry the testosterone maintenance, HCG, semaglutide, all that stuff on the black market. If you're not getting checked every three months and getting your blood levels checked and seeing where your red blood ca- cell count is, so on and so forth. You can, you you can mess kill yourself. yourself. Yeah, you, you can kill yourself. Yeah. And he started getting man boobs, and and I was like, dude, that's irreversible. If they get any worse, I mean, you'd have to have surgery if you can even have surgery because you're not getting checked. You know. So anyway, I agree with you, 110. Uh, percent But you look good in the non blutini martini way. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. You look good too. Thanks. What's well, the testosterone maintenance? That's what. There I, you go. You could put keeps, put, you, keeps you young and virile. It does. I'm a beast upstairs. Let me tell you, she's never seen. I'm back to Big Daddy Bang Bang, Big Daddy Bang Bang. That's what I'm back to. <laughs> well, I've seen some of your Facebook posts. Sometimes you post some questionable stuff. So we don't have to talk about those things. <laughs> uh, so with Billy, back to Billy, I was getting somewhere with this. If it ever comes up, I would love to know the answer. And if I ever had him back on, I would ask him this question. Have you seen their... I believe it's the latest Nirvana documentary. And I forget the documentarian. We just had him on the show. He just did the Bowie documentary. Uh, have you have you seen any of those? Have you seen the last one? And it actually has Courtney Love in it. I mean, she's no. part Okay. So there's been, for years, there was rumors that Corgan and, and Love maybe had a thing while, while Kurt, Kurt was around and, and whatever the story may be. At the end of the documentary, she gets a phone call. And we never find out who it is. And I asked him when we had him on. I don't know, Nate, if you remember his name, I feel horrible, but he's fantastic. So just a great interview. And he says, I've been sworn to secrecy not to say who it was. I was like, oh, man. I was like, for some reason, I want to say it was Billy Corgan. I don't know why. Because it wasn't then. It was recent. I mean, it was like within the past like five or some years. But something about it just, I don't know. I always wanted to know more. I I think Corgan, because he's kind of a mute when it comes to that stuff. I think he has so many good stories. He just has never shared them. Well, I'm sure that he had some. He had some kind of a friendship with Court uh, Court and Love. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember when he was involved with TNA wrestling for a while, he actually reached out to Courtney to get the rights to the mu- to the song Doll Parts mm. for that act, The Doll House, in TNA, which was kind of like a. Um, uh, the next incarnation of what the beautiful people were in TNA Velvet Sky, Angelina Love. So I know he got those rights directly from her. So they obviously have a friendship. Oh, that's cool. That's cool when you can call the artist like in AEW, you know, Ruby Soho, which rants it's such a killer band, right? For them to reach out and they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. do what you have to do. Um, the guys in Alter Bridge have a relationship with uh, with Edge and whatever he wants. Uh, Motorhead, obviously, with uh, Triple H and you know stuff like that. That's cool to have that relationship. When uh, when the uh, when Velvet Sky and Angelina Love and Mandy Leon founded uh, the faction called <clears throat> the Allure in Ring of Honor, 
Um, they wanted a, a certain sound and certain music. I reached out to Snake from Skid Row, and Snake wrote me some music for them. Wow. So yeah, it's great to have you know friends in bands that you can reach out to. You big name bands, you know. You know, like, like you talk about Triple H. It's like Triple H pick up the phone and going, Hey, Lemmy, yeah, what's up? It's Trips. Uh, can you write me a song? We're going to, or, you know, can you perform at WrestleMania for me tomorrow? Okay, great. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Is there, is there paperwork done? Like, say, with Snake, you, you know, so they get paid, or is there a set fee, or do they just do it just to do it? It was just a favor. That's cool. That's really Favorite. cool. He came up with some licks in a couple of days, put some drum tracks to it, guitar. He's like, here, it's for you. That's, that's really, really cool. That's, that's the good stuff right there. I was, uh, I was thinking about you a couple weeks ago, maybe a little over a month ago, Brett Michaels was in town and, uh, you know, I'm here we go. close, close to the guitarist, Pete, Pete Evick. Story ever. And, and so, uh, they, they were at this venue in Sugar Hill, Georgia that I'd never been to before. It was a very cool venue. It was kind of amphitheater esque. And he's like, yeah, come on out, come on out. Of course, you know, so I, I went out and I'm trying to do everything, obviously, to promote this podcast. And so I was like, hey, do you mind if I intro him? And said, Absolutely. No, not a problem. He's not going to care. It's cool. So I go out there and uh, Rach and I go out there and, and it's, it's outside. So his the backstage was this like tent and we, we go out and we're seeing and hey, Brett, how you doing? We start talking and this, you know, you know, the whole the whatever. And then from a distance, I see this group of guys walking over. I was like, God, these guys look like rock stars, like real, like, you know, my Gen X rock stars, you know, like, you know, 90s rock stars. And, you know, you don't want to just come out and say, who are you, obviously. So we start talking and they were all so sweet and so nice and great conversationalist and we're bullshitting. So I ended up finding out that it's the guitarist from the band Hoobastank and it's the drummer, Taylor, uh, Carol from Lit. And it's, uh, it's the lead singer of Lit. And then they had a couple of the guys that are part of the, the crew. They were performing the next night at this other venue I had no idea about. So anyway, concert starts. I do my intros. We're all hanging out and drinking and having a good time and nothing too crazy. And then I start to think, I wonder at the end if he's going to want to bring all of us on. You know, like our experience that we had many years ago, right? Where I made a complete tool out of myself, which I don't you know. That, I know, ma- that I, makes two of us. I, I know I I bring it up way too much, but it, it was just such a, a a bad mark in my life. I was drunk. I was overweight. I was pale. I'm wearing an affliction shirt. Bubba's got his own mic and just screams out. That the, makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bad. Drunk, overweight, making a fool of myself. <laughs> When we, you know, I mean, at least you're a, a, a international celebrity. I'm a nobody. I'm a radio, fat radio affliction wearing dude that's center stage taking over the entire stage when Poison in their reunion tour is performing one of the big, their biggest songs, you know, closing out the show. Brad from Three Doors is up there. Edwin McCain is up there. And I'm there. And so, embarrassed. so I'm like, I said to Rach, I go, I wonder if he's going to do this. She goes, I bet she is. I bet she is. She goes, oh, I'll, I'll make sure, you know, I, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not going up this time. I'm, I'm too old and too wise. I'm not going up this time. So lo and behold, night ends. Brett goes, come on, guys, everybody up. We're going to have this party grow. We're going to you know, Brett like, party. Everybody's partying. I can't go up there and compete with the lead singer of Lit and Brett Michaels. This is not happening. So I stayed off stage. 
I never went up. I didn't go up. I didn't even go up on stage while they were there. I just enjoyed it. Wait, wait a minute. You set that entire story up to hit the end of it where you don't go up there? <laughs> I don't go up there. I thought I, I set it up for you to go, wow. That's... I hope you're not a, as much of an epic failure in the bedroom as you were with that story. <laughs> If I went up, you were, you were expecting me to go up there. I gave you the unexpected. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was in Daytona for a big rock fest, and I'm set, standing on the side of the stage for Black Label, and Zach asked me if I want to come out and kick some balls, beach balls into the crowd during Fired Up, their last song. I was like, absolutely. I ran out there like a little kid, got a big pop, I'm throwing beach balls in the crowd, kicking them, putting the field goal to sign up. I was having the time of my life. If a rock and roll band asked me to go out there, and, and listen, I always wanted to be a rock star. I'm a frustrated rock star, so I became a pro wrestler, you know? If I get the chance to go out there, Black Label Society, Skid Row, Poison Like We Did, I will run out there and do my best to steal the show. <laughs> uh, I went and saw the guys the next night and and kind of became friendly, with at least with the guys in Lit. And uh, I forgot how great of a band that band is. Like how many songs stand the test of time that are part of a generation, you know, the 90s. I mean, Lit, like, you know, you think of songs that – the best song, the best best uh, rock and roll riff songs, you know, Sweet Child of Mine obviously comes in and, and whatnot. As soon as it starts out, a tenth of a second, My Own Worst Enemy is in that list, and I never realized it until that night. Fantastic show. Absolutely fantastic show. No? I, I, I couldn't tell you one lit song, but if I heard one, I'd probably know it, right? You would know it, yeah. It's not your cup of tea. Um, but you would know the song. You would absolutely. Okay. You would absolutely. Know if it's not ACDC, Ozzy, Motley Crue, Kiss, Poison, right. yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. I totally get I it. I have my top 24 and I stick to it. Who, uh, who else is on this card this weekend? Because you have the pay-per-view Friday night and then I'm assuming a television taping the following night, right? Or is it two nights of the pay-per-view? No, the pay-per-view is on Friday night, the 13th, um, and you cannot get into center stage because center stage is sold out. Why is it sold out? Because I am in the main event, and people will be witnessing uh, me take my world championship back. So we also have Mickey James versus Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is the current Impact Women's World Champion. She's putting her championship up against Mickey James' career. If Mickey loses, she's going to retire. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus Heath Slater and Rhino versus the major players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers versus uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay for the uh, tag championships. If you've never seen an Impact pay-per-view before, this is the one you want to check out. Download the Fight TV app. Uh, do whatever you got to do to watch the pay-per-view. I'm sure you're going to like it. It's going to be one of those shows that is going to satisfy the current Impact fan, but also get new eyes on the product. Is it night and day as far as the organization than when it was TNA and, you know, you would do the tapings at Universal Studio and I'd come out all the time? And is it night and day as far as how the company runs? Um, I think if we sat down and we, we went point by point on paper, we could point out some of the things that are better or maybe not so better. I, I genuinely like what the company has been able to evolve into. They have a concise vision. They have good leadership. Um, the locker room and the talent is very hungry. The company was bigger back in the day. Um, th there's no doubt about that. But I think if Impact 
Access TV is a great partner. Lots of people get to see Impact Wrestling on Access TV, but not nearly as many people who would have something like a USA network or a TNT uh, network because it's not on basic cable. So if, if Impact could find a station that was available on more basic cable stations, um, I think they'd be in a better position because it's one of the best products out there that not enough people are getting their eyes on. Uh, it's on something like, so I cut the Trace on YouTube. I have YouTube TV and there's a whole channel that just plays nothing but impact matches. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, more and more people are going that route anyway, than basic cable or, you know, there, there's still something about the experience about sitting in front of your TV on a given night, like on a Monday night watching Raw, on a Tuesday night watching NXT, on a Wednesday night watching Dynamite, uh, on a Friday night watching SmackDown. And you can get these on USA, you can get this on Fox, you can get this on, you know, whatever it is, TBS or TNT. Access isn't in, in, isn't in as many homes. Well, that, no, that's, all, bit more that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I have YouTube TV. Like I watch it like regular television and they just have, you know, you know, I'll flip back and forth between raw and Monday night football or whatever, you know, um, I, I, I think there's more, I mean, you know, the NFL has gone to Amazon for Thursday night. Amazon, I think has like over 400, 400 million subscribers versus, the dwindling amount of people that are still keeping their cable and satellite, which is well over a hundred million, you know? So that's the evolution of the game. And these companies uh, like impact that put their in end uh, the NWA with the fight TV stuff. I, I, you know, at one time you looked down on it, Oh, you couldn't get a TV deal. So now you're on the internet. Yeah. I think you had a bigger audience to be honest with you. Well, whatever gets more eyes on the product, and uh, like I said, this 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 Friday night is a, a good place to start for Impact Wrestling. I keep hearing you say that you're going to take a title back on Friday. Is this like you just having confidence, or this is pre-planned that you're going to have this title? No, I'm just a bad motherfucker who knows what he's doing in the ring. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I heard Jason say something earlier about practice. I'm like, why does he keep saying, like, you know you're going to have the title? No, I plan on winning back the championship. I've won the championship on two separate occasions. Um, I've been gone from the company from quite some time, and now I've come back to reclaim what is mine. Okay. Now, the question would be... Oh, you is, want to take it to the show? You want to come? You, you want to go? <laughs> I, I, Have you ever been to a, a professional wrestling match? No. You want to go? I'll go. It's Friday night? I, I'm free. All right, let's go. Oh, all right. What are you doing afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> We're going out with you. After I'm done winning it, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do something in Atlanta. I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna do something. We're gonna the underground, honey. <laughs> All right, we'll plan on it. We're you know okay. get your sexy outfit on. You see the sweater that she has now. Her breasts are trying to escape uh, no, her not. body. That's just ripping. wow. It's like, are you even allowed to say things about this anymore? <laughs> it's like her her sweater is Hulkamania running wild. It's like her right breast is pissed off at her left breast and just ripping it to, uh, ripping it apart. It's fashion. <laughs> wow. She used to have a lot I mean, of, I mean, on stuff like this. She she used to have a lot larger breast and then she went and had breast reduction surgery. You haven't even properly introduced me to this lovely young lady. Oh, this, Nikki is, D. this is Nikki D. She's amazing. She's absolutely she's <laughs> so talented. She's extreme she's awesome. Nikki D? Yeah, yes. Nikki D. 
Yeah. Okay, Nikki Day, cool. And you, and you know Nate. He's in Mexico. Oh, cool. yeah, Nate, I know. Yeah, you yeah. know Nate. Anyway, back to her breasts. So she <laughs> they used to be huge, like buoys. And 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 she comes to me and she says, I'm gonna have surgery. And I tell her, I'm like, look, it's not, you know, I say this as a friend. I'm not sexually, we're not sexually attracted to each other. You are sexually attracted to me. But it's <laughs> because right he is. I can tell already, Nikki. Yes. The is. only reason is because you're black. And you know that. <laughs> Fetish. So, so, uh, so uh, he's like, time out, flag on the plate. <laughs> so, so, so I said, so I say to her, I'm like, you, you're, you're beautiful the way you are. You don't need surgery, this and this and that. And this is right after I found out she wears wigs. Like, I thought that was her natural hair forever. And she's got like natural, like, you know, African American hair, which I think is beautiful. And one day she came into the studio and she had it. She looked like um, Whoopi Goldberg at the end of Sister I did not look like Whoopi Goldberg ever. You know, like the big throw out of the habit thing, you know, when she's sitting up there dancing. It was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I never looked like that. You don't have to wear this stuff. You're beautiful as natural as you are. And uh, so she gets the boobs done and the guy, what, botches them, right? He did botch them. And uh, and so now she's. But you don't have off. to tell everybody this story. Like oh. you didn't have to tell him this story. Oh, so I don't even know. He didn't want to hear it. Sorry, my bad. Okay, just scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing a game. Who can say the most offensive shit? In right. Five yeah, I'm losing. Thank God. Because <laughs> I don't want to win this game. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I never offend you. I'm offended. No, you're not. God, yes, please, you're not offended. All the things you say to me. <laughs> I'll start writing them down and take it to the HR department for this podcast network. <laughs> uh, okay, so before I asked you, you're, I said you, you're semi-retired. And you said, uh, no, I mean, you're still, uh, you, you've never retired. You've never had your last match. But you are a WWE Hall of Famer. You are a TNA Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer. You've won well over 20 tag team championships all over the world in different organizations. You host the largest and biggest radio show on Sirius XM, Busted Open on Fight Nation. Time to slow down, maybe, you know, eventually. Is But what would be your last match? Who would it be with, and where would you have it? No idea. Don't even think about it. If you had to think There's, about it. No. Why? Well, because I'm asking you, and I want to know. There's one day my last match will happen, and when that time comes, I'll know. I might not even plan my last match. Who knows? Maybe one day I'm just going to have a match and decide, you know what, that was it for me. That was my last match. I don't, I, I don't do this kind of planning when it comes to wrestling. How many times has Terry Funk retired? Yeah, a bunch. How many times has Kiss retired? <laughs> exactly. So you, you never know. You know, Ric Flair just had a match. Ric Flair just had his last match a couple of months ago. Uh, at 72 years old. Right. And now he just recently did an interview where he says he wants to have another match. Yeah. Well, he had his he had his last match, and then I think, what, the no next night in Mexico or Dominican Republic or something, he had another last match. He didn't have a match. He, he was involved with something, but it wasn't an actual oh. you know promoted match. So I, I don't know. Am I going to wrestle when I'm 70? Uh, man, I hope I'm around tomorrow. Right. So uh, I just enjoy doing Busted Open on Sirius XM. I do enjoy what I'm doing with Impact Wrestling and the NWA and the few. I, I work with Battleground Championship Wrestling out of the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, which is going really well. I just, it's day, it really is day by day. And as long as I'm having fun and making a buck doing it, 
I'm good. And that's been my answer forever. I got to be having fun. I got to be able to tell the stories that I want to tell with the right people. And I got to be getting paid for it. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a business. With that being said, is there a story that you would like to tell that you've not yet told in your career? And who is it with? There is a story that I could tell in AEW wrestling that would be the biggest story that company has ever had and would put a significant amount of more eyes on their product. Whether or not that company ever had the balls to do it with me would be up to them. Does Tony Khan know of this story? Absolutely not. So when is the right time to pitch it to him? If he would ever like to talk about it, sure, I'd talk to him about it. Does he? It's not even so much of a story, though. What is it? It mirrors real life. Mirrors real life. Really not a story. It's not like one of these made-up pro wrestling stories. Can you say who it involves, other than you, of course? Nope. No. XWWE. I don't give away my million-dollar ideas for free, no matter how good of a friend you are of mine. <laughs> just a little taste. That's a, it's just, a, just, just give me a little bump, man. Just give me a free taste. <laughs> and it's just because the, 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 there are the, the right, there's the right hero over there in AEW for the story. Not that I couldn't find the right heroes in other companies, but there is a hero there, or there are heroes there for this story. And it would be the greatest story of good and evil ever told in pro wrestling. Wow, that's big. And AEW would be the target. That's where the puzzle pieces would fit best. Yeah. I'm, not say, I'm not saying I want to go work at AEW. I'm not saying I'm not happy where I am with Impact Wrestling or the NWA, but as a wrestler, you always look. One of the questions I ask anybody that comes on Busted Open is, no matter where you're wrestling now, where does your character fit best and who would it be against? And you have to always know the scope of pro wrestling go, okay, even though I wrestle in this company, there is a character in another company that would be a great competitor, counter worker to my character where we could put asses in seats and generate the most money with. That's kind of interesting that you say that because it's so true of, you know, and it kind of mirrors like, let's say a professional athlete, a professional football player, they could be the greatest wide receiver, greatest quarterback, but if they've got a crappy coach and a bad team, they can never be great, you know. Um, you know, uh, um, the how great would Barry Sanders have been right. if he had the offensive line of the Cowboys from '93 and '94? Right. Same thing. Calvin Johnson. Those type. You know, look at what Matthew Stafford goes from Detroit to to Los Angeles and wins a Super Bowl. That kind of thing. So you're saying that same thing applies for professional wrestling. You might not get over in said company, said promotion because your character, your story just doesn't fit. But yet you go, stunning Steve Austin wasn't a thing in WCW. Stone Cold Steve Austin was one of the biggest things the WWF, WWE's ever seen. It's just right place, right time, right eyes. And and when you think about it, he was told not to talk. In WWF? when, When Steve Austin got to the WWF, Vince McMahon said... This guy is to never talk. That's why they had him with the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. 
Now, think about that now. Steve Austin shouldn't be talking. <laughs> That's crazy. A guy that goes on the Mount Rushmore of our pro wrestling business, or many say goes on the Mount Rushmore of our pro wrestling business, the guy who I use as my barometer for everything in pro wrestling. If you want to know how over you are, listen to listen to the pop that Steve gets when the glass shatters, then tell me how over you are. Because if your pop doesn't sound somewhat like that pop, you're not nearly as over as you thought you were or think you are. What do you do? I'm sure your response to this, I'll beat you to the punch. I don't know. I've never had it happen. But what do you do if you go out there and you just get crickets? How do you recover? You have to go out there and try something new. I have so many young wrestlers or wrestlers in general ask me, Bubba, can you give me some advice? And I sure, and I say, absolutely. I got two words for you and it's not suck it. <laughs> it's get over. Yeah. There's my advice to everybody. Get over. And then the next question they ask me is like, well, how do you do that? And I tell them, I don't know. Yeah, that's what, what for me isn't going to work for you. You know what got me over? Stuttering and dancing. Yeah. It's 402 pounds. I wore tie-dye and horn-rimmed glasses with white tape on them, and I could dance and stutter. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work for everybody else, but it worked for me. What's that, Nikki? Yeah, so that's one of the questions I was going to ask him. Like, a lot of athletes have a cap to how long they can do something. And I see you've done this for 32 years. And that was going to be my question is how have you maintained a career this long? Cause I'm 300 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, honey. <laughs> You're going to see that Friday night. You wear that sweater. <laughs> no, no. Um, longevity can come in different ways. Some people never have to reinvent themselves. Look at ACDC. They've been playing the same song for 40 years and it works and they don't deviate from the, the, you know, the, the recipe that works for them. Some people constantly reinvent themselves as a tag team. And me and my partner did as much as we could in 20 years. And we conquered the world of tag team wrestling. And then I went off on my own and I tried to do as much as I possibly could as a singles wrestler. I've reinvented myself as much as I've reinvented myself. I've reinvented myself very, very little. Very little. Yeah. What if I, what do, what is really different about Bubba Dudley and Bully Ray? Uh, well, I mean, huh? That's a good question. Um, I think you've, I mean, just in general, you've reinvented your character, uh, especially when you're playing the heel, you know, which is what you're the best at doing. Um, I, I don't know. I never, you don't know. Huh? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it, I guess. I don't know. Bully, Bully Ray is basically Bubba Ray Dudley from ECW Yeah, with a different name and just more of a realistic look to him. Right. When I go out there and I talk, you know, the old cutting promos, you know, so many wrestlers like to say, I don't cut promos, I just talk. Okay, when you listen to me talk, when you hear me in a ring cutting a promo, 
I have no idea what I'm going to say when I go out there. Legitimately have no idea. Guys have come up to me and said, what are you going to say when you get out there? And I go, I have no idea. And they're like, well, what am I supposed to say? I don't, I don't know. I'll you off of whatever I say. <laughs> Most guys go out there with either a script or bullet points. I have no, I get so nervous sometimes that my music is playing and I'm saying to myself, oh shit, I have no idea what I'm going to say. And then I just go out there and I say what pops into my mind and it's worked for me my entire career. You still get, it's, you still get nervous. Yeah. You still get nervous when you go out there. I have no idea what I'm doing out there, <laughs> but you still get nervous. You still get the butterflies. I get nervous all the time. Yeah. That's I good. I really have no clue that's good. what I'm going to do. How I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. what I'm going to say, how's this match going to go? Mm-hmm. I enjoy it because it puts, it forces me to put a gun to my, I don't even want to use that comparison because it's it's not a good one. It forces me to. Put fire uh, under your butt. Yeah, thanks, Nikki, to light a fire <laughs> under my ass yeah. every time I go out there to make sure no matter what I do works. And I'm proud to say that in this entire business, nobody can light a fire under the asses of fans like I can. There's a lot of great heels that, well, actually, there are not a lot of great heels. There are very few real heels left in the wrestling business today. I'm proud to say that I am the most genuine of all the heels. You know, people, who is the greatest heel of all time, Bucket? Ric Flair. Was he? Uh, villain because he was but he was a liked heel so how how so how great of a heel was he if he was liked so much i mean good how about just great heels uh kamala um no um roddy piper right but he was also loved you see there were very few career heels like the original Sheik or freddie blassie yeah Guys, got old school guys who generated so much heat. People like to talk about one of the greatest heels of all time, and I'm not talking wrestling now, is Darth Vader, right? Sure. Darth Vader had many likable qualities. People liked Darth Vader from day one if it was look as long, but nobody liked the Emperor. The yeah. Emperor was the real heel. Right. And I'm the Emperor Palpatine of pro wrestling. Yeah, and, the, and we have this conversation every so often. Luke is just a pawn in Star Wars. Darth Vader makes Luke. Luke is a bitch. Yeah, total bitch. If it wasn't for Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker is a whiny bitch from Tatooine whose life would amount to nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got. Uh, if I give you something, will you put it in your backdrop so when you do your radio show and all your other interviews, you, I got something you might like to put back there. What do you got? Nikki, can you grab that? What do you got? I got Darth Vader back here. You don't I got have one of my world championships. You don't. You don't have. I got this. my Hall of Fame ring. Yeah, you don't have this. I probably no, 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 all the way to the left, the one that's in the box, please. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've got. I've got an extra one of these, and it's just Boy. it's just sitting up on my dresser, and I'm going to have to start consolidating a little bit. Um, oh, I got one of yeah. those. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Lightsaber. You like when I do that, huh? Yeah, I got one of those. I got, yeah, grab here. We'll give me those. I got my Kylo saber. Yeah, just watch this. Nikki's coming over with a lightsaber. Which one you got? That's a regular. That's a Vader saber. Vader saber. Yep, the Vader crystal. Yep. Yeah. Right, that's right. that one. How about I got this? my Luke one. I also have. What is that? Yeah. 
It is a special edition George Lucas in Stormtrooper disguise action figure for the 50th anniversary of the action figures from Kenner. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. You want it? I can have it. Yeah. Oh, I got an extra one. You can have it. I'm Mace Windu. I'm cool. Lightsaber. I'm going to put a BS sticker on it, but you can have it and just put it in the background. That's fine. So every That's time. That's cool. Yeah. So do I have to give you something? No. Can we turn? You are. You're giving me promotion and every time you go on. All right. That's cool. <laughs> every time you do whatever it is that you do. I want Nikki to be my co-host. I will. I think you should let Nikki bring you down to the ring on Friday night. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, but be careful because somebody's going to say something and think that she's playing along and she's going to pull back and beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Good. I'm all from aggressive. Oh, gee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she when she decks when she decks herself out, she's she's a thing, man. I tell you, she got all black leather outfits and you know, spikes and all kinds of shit. Nikki, can you take you gonna take me out on Friday night? Sure. We can go out. Where are we going? I'll I'll find someplace fun. Is the gold club still open? The who? The, the gold club. No, I don't oh, think that's open I anymore. I don't know, but I don't think it that. is. We'll find All right. out. What kind of, where do you want to go afterwards? That's what he's asking. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I mean, I think there's some type of possible attraction going on here. But, <laughs> and I know that you're, I know some of the guys that you're, you know, you've been around and, and you're interested in. And I like big guys with muscles. You like big guys and you just want a good Roger in. Yeah. Yeah. A what? A good Roger in. <laughs> Who's Roger? No, a Roger in. You know, a, would. A good, she likes sex. That's what I'm saying. A Rogerin. <laughs> Look at his face again. This show's crazy. Some, 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 Did so, you refer to it? A Rogerin? <laughs> a Rogerin. Yeah. What the freak is a Rogerin? It's like a, Roger Wood sausages. It's a good it's old school. It's reference. a good screw. Like my like. Look at his face. <laughs> I'll have Rach text you later because every once in a while when I'm on my game, the next morning she'll be like, well, you gave me a good Roger in last night. I never turned down a text from Rach. (laughs) Just saying, brother. Uh, So, but anyway. Every once in a while I catch myself staring at your wife. That's fine. So do I. She's very attractive. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. So Nikki has some, has some, has some friends like TT. Um, that, that his penis stretched from two states, I think. That's how big it was. What kind of show has this turned into? Just, I just, thought you did good, wholesome content. Yeah, it's just shooting from the hip. I mean, that's all, all we right. did. It's just, just, right. just real-life stuff happening right now. That's all. But margarine. I'm, but what I'm saying like is... Margarine. No, not margarine. Margarine's what you do when you're rogering, if you want to go that side of things. I mean, that gets weird. We're not We're not that type of show. You keep that on your busted open stuff, okay? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Nikki is, uh, is, 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 is good for this. I think you're going to really enjoy this. Don't I, sound like you're prostituting me out. Cause now you sound no, no, like, no, no, oh, I'm Nikki not, can uh, do this. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the wrestling stuff. Oh, okay. The wrestling stuff. Oh, okay. The wrestling stuff. Be yeah. clear. And he's, like you said, he doesn't pay. Just, that, <laughs> just that one time, but it was, he was young. Was, I was young. I needed the money. <laughs> young, I needed the money. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was scrolling through my phone the other night and I, you know, every once in a while, you know, your phone reads your brain and it'll give you what you're into. So I get some wrestling stuff and it had to, one of these Facebook groups and it had a, a whole story on the best jobber tag teams of all time. So if I were to ask you, 
part of one of the most successful or the most successful tag team of all time. The jobber tag teams from back in the day were awesome. I mean, you knew they were going to lose, but they were still fun to watch. But uh, I don't remember jobber tag teams. The Malky brothers? Oh, okay. Yeah, like the Malkies. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler and Iron Mike Sharp. Well, what I meant was like a traditional tag team that just did jobs as a team. Like the Mulkies are a good example. You're talking about guys that were thrown together. Yeah, I don't think that they're. Uh, well, I think but the Paul Paul Romo eventually became one of those kind of jobber tag teams. Uh, I forget who he was with. No, Romo was involved. Wasn't he in Power and Glory? Yeah, but after that faded, it was like some Italian thing that I think he did, and you just knew that they were always going to lose. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but the Malky brothers, I could. They, he had they on this list, and I, I didn't print it out, but on this list, he had um, a lot of one-on-one guys. And to your point, I, I, I that's what I was thinking. I was like, they're outside the Malky brothers, in which I remember like it was yesterday. When towards the end of their career, they allowed them to win a match to get them into like the Crockett Cup or something. And it was like everybody's very excited about it. They always came to the ring, you know, no muscle, pale as can be, purple trunks, and they were awesome. You love the Malky brothers. There was not another jobber tag team that was an actual team. Sometimes when you got beat so much, you actually got over. They did. Huh? They were they because they were they never were the heels. They were always the babies, baby faces. That's what they were. They were always trying to go back and watch some Mulkey matches. Yeah, Mulkey Mania. I think they probably live in Georgia. If I, everybody lives in Georgia for some reason. They all stay at Diamond Dallas Page's house, too. It's weird. They're all recovering from something and they're all at DDP's house. I never, I'll never forget the day I was in the airport. And this is when DDP first invented YRG. Yeah. Yoga for regular guys. I think that was the first thing that he called it. And I, we were on an airline called Song. And Song was a Delta airline. And we were flying from Orlando to Jersey. And I'm at the gate, and all of a sudden, Paige comes up, and he's like, Dubsky, what are you doing? And he grabs my boarding pass out of my hand. And he takes my boarding pass up to the counter and he comes back to me. He's like, Hey, Bums, I got to sit next together in the exit row. It'll be great. We can talk. I want to show you this thing that I got on my computer, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Paige's going a mile a minute. So we get in the air at 10,000 feet. He turns on his computer and he's sitting in the window of the exit row. I'm sitting in the aisle and we have an empty middle. And we're in the, and we're in the big exit rows, in the big exit row, row. Right. And he's like, check this out. I invented this new yoga program. It's yoga for regular guys, and anybody can do it. And he gets down on the floor. And he's like, Bumsky, what's this? <laughs> and Paige proceeds to put his ankles behind his head. <laughs> he does that. We're in the exit row. He's doing this craziest stretching yoga, ankles behind the head. And I'm like, wow, Paige, that's amazing. Like, wow, that's really good. He's like, here, come down on the floor. Now you try it. <laughs> like, are you? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm 375 pounds. Leave me alone. Come on. You know? And he's like, he's grabbing me by the wrist. Like he's about to whip me off the ropes. He's like, no, you gotta try it. You gotta try it. I'm like, Paige, if I get down on the floor, I'm not going to be able to get back up, let alone put my legs behind my head. So maybe in a different place, you know, a different time, a different place. 
but he was so excited about this thing and invented and it blew up and he was on Shark Tank and you know now all the guys that he's helped you know with Scott Hall God rest his soul and and you know and and Jake and everybody that has come through so whether it's been the wrestlers or just or just you know n normal you know people that he that he's helped forget about you know wrestlers but yeah Paige always does great stuff down there in Atlanta every every Christmas he's a big Christmas guy uh, like he starts Christmas in October. And he has this big Christmas party and we go every year and it's always very interesting. Uh, there's always an interesting group of guys, you know, there'll be a, a little group of wrestlers over here and then everybody else. And you just go around and mingle and meet people. And, and this past year, um, and there's always, I always say it's a 75% Christmas party, 25% promotional party. Cause he always shows a, a, a video of something to promote. And this year he shows this new, it's a reality show, but he likes to say it's not a reality show because it's so real. And it's called Change or Die. And 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 on the show, he's going to have Buff Bagwell, who I got to meet, and we're going to have Buff on next week. And he was very pleasant, never met the man before, just seen all the horrible news articles. And he didn't come across like that guy at all, I can tell you that. Butterbean who was at the party, and I met Butterbean. Butterbean's going to be on the podcast coming up. And then just some normal people that had some demons, have some demons. And they show this trailer of this, this sizzle reel for this promo because they're trying to pitch it to, to the Netflixes of the world and stuff. And I'm sitting there going, it's my allergies. It's my allergies. It was so well done and so, so compelling. Like, whether they're celebrities or not on this thing, the way that Steve Yu, that's his main guy, put all this together was awesome. Like, this will be must-see TV. So I talked to, I ended up talking to Buff Bagwell about it. And it's amazing how open, open and honest these guys are about their demons. It really, really is. You know, I mean, like, I don't know if I would be comfortable enough to be that open and honest if I had that many issues. And they are, and they're fantastic people. And Di and Dallas helps them all out. So lets them sleep at his house. It's really amazing stuff. Well, I'm not shocked that that video that he showed you is so well put together. Because if there's one thing about Paige, when he puts his mind to something, he's going to do it the right way. Uh, I've always known that about him. And uh, yeah, and he's helped so many people. Were you staying in his own house? What does he call it? The recovery house or something like that? Accountability crib. Accountability crib. Okay. Well, you, you yeah. see him at uh, these conventions that you go to, the signing, these autograph conventions, right? He, You guys are usually both there at these things. Me and him were right next to each other at the autograph session at uh, Ric Flair's retirement. I, we were right, our tables were right next to each other. So at, the, at these, my line was a little longer than his, but whatever. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So at the, at these <laughs> at these things, because you don't know everybody that's going to be there. You go, they ask you to come there, and they say, "All right, come here. We want you here." Obviously, people want to see you, meet you, get your autograph. Uh, are there is there anybody still out there that in the business that are at these types of conventions that you, as in your world, would say mark out for that are a fan and have to gingerly go over and say, hey, do you mind taking a picture? And has anyone ever tried to charge you for a picture? No, nobody's ever tried to charge me. But I, I enjoy taking pictures with everybody, the guys and gals that I know or I don't know. I just like having the memories. Uh, one of the cool things that just recently happened, I was at a Rhode Island Comic Con and 
two of the guys from The Godfather were there. Mm. The guy who played Carlo and the guy who played Johnny. Carlo was out, obviously married to, uh, uh, you know, what was her name? Italia Shire, you know, in the movie. Adrian. He catches the, the beating from, uh, from, from Sonny. So Carlo was there, and then the guy Johnny was there, and they both wind up getting whacked. So I got to take a picture with both of them. They were awesome. Uh, hung out with uh, Ponch and John from from Chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, hung out with all the guys from the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, everybody's super cool at these conventions. Yeah. Uh, and you find out that most of them are closet wrestling fans, and and, and they and they meet you, and they they go crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Like that—that's the guy. That's the people that I would be interested in too. It's not necessarily the main guy or the main girl, but there's so many off movies just of a part that somebody did that you just really enjoyed. I know that one of this might have been actually the year I, th- I think this happened the year you got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in New Orleans, and you were uh, at a signing that I went to, and I was walking around. You know, and there's a couple of the people there that uh, I've obviously, you know, known over the years and worked with or become quote unquote friends. And one of them was Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. And I've done a lot of stuff with Jimmy Hart, you know, tons and tons of stuff. He ever needed me on the radio. He would text me. He would come on and, you know, always a mile a minute. And he's a certain breed of guy. And I was with uh, Caleb. That was his uh, birthday present to take him there to, to see you and everything. And I remember sitting there talking to Jimmy. Hey, baby, hey, baby, baby. I was like, hey, let's get a quick picture before I go. He's like, hey, baby, I got to charge you, man. All right. I was like, what? I, I go, Jimmy did? I said, you've got to. I kid you not. I go, you, I, I looked at him. I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. He goes, baby, if I don't charge you, man, everybody's going to want free picture. I go, okay, I'll see you later, dude. I never talked to him again. I could not believe he wanted to charge me for a picture. I was like, this is one of those relationships where you and I help each other out. We're not best friends by no stretch, but there's been a lot of times you've been on my radio shows and I've given you a lot of free promotion, buddy. Could not believe it. Could not believe it. I don't think I've heard anything that remotely sounds like a negative Jimmy Hart story in my life. And you're telling me he was char- I don't even want to I don't even want to talk about it because I don't believe you. I think you're making this shit up. <laughs> That's how un-Jimmy Hart-like it sounds. Actually, I went to bed last night and said, if there's one thing I'm going to bring up in this conversation, so I'm going to make up a negative Jimmy Hart story. Come on. There's no way. Yeah, that was a way. We didn't. ended up not taking the picture. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Um, th- this Friday, Impact Wrestling, Hard to Kill is the pay-per-view. Center stage. Tickets sold out, like you said. And then the following night, tickets might be still available for the TV taping of the hard to kill fallouts again at center stage. If you're in Georgia or want to come over to Atlanta and see the show, uh, bully Ray main event led to the ring by Nikki D you want to go by Nikki D <laughs> Yes. Or how about Nikki, Nikki, the D stands for Dudley, obviously Nikki Dudley. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. And, and even though, the tag team, the, game. the finishing move was the 3D. Your finishing move would be the 2D because of your breasts. Double Ds. <laughs> You're bad, dude. No? You're bad. You're bad. I thought that was clever, like way clever. <laughs> okay, never mind. All right. I'll bring your action figure on Friday. Um, I'll figure out a place to go I'll afterwards. I'll bring an action figure for Nikki. Yeah. 
Thank you. I don't have you want an action figure. You want one of my action figures? Sure. I've never had one. It'll be my first. Oh, you'll get a bully right, Ray cool. signed action figure. Yeah. Can you imagine what you can do with that with your eyes closed? No. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, the host. I'll bring, of- you, I'll bring you the one where I'm all here. I'll bring you this one where I'm all jacked. Oh, oh nice. Look at that angry. Look at that. You've never been around yeah. a man with an action figure, have you? No. Yeah, this never. Is- when I'm the one that has the problem <laughs> Look, I can do a split Just because you're talking through your action figure Doesn't make it any different I'm not really it. saying it, my action figure is saying it <laughs> and Speaking of Deckeyes My action figure was on a lot of Deckeyes Yeah, your action figure is banned for 90 days <laughs> my, my action figure definitely does not pass the wellness policy test No your action figure needs to take a trip to the accountability crib. Is where it needs yeah. to go. <laughs> uh, Fight Nation on Sirius XM, uh, host of Busted Open, the, the radio show, which is a phenomenal radio show for not just wrestling fans, but just it's a great radio show in general. We have some great conversations there and a good cast of people on the show. All right, buddy, I will see you Friday night, okay? Thank you. for. Will you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm in town. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I can't talk about it, but yeah, I, I will be there. I will be there. Yeah, you will be there. I will be there. So we're going to need three tickets. Dude. Yeah. Unless you want your breasts to have their own seats, then no. it'd be five tickets. It's fine. Yeah, okay. So So now you need three. What, now I need, yeah, I need well, me, Rach, and Nikki D, and that's it. Just us three. All right. Yeah. All right, let me see what I can do. Yeah, well, well, like, did you, oh, did you say... I never told you for certain I was not going to be there. I said there's a chance. The way you made it sound is like you weren't going to be there, so I was going to use your one for Nikki. Oh. <laughs> well. So you might not have a seat now. <laughs> that's fine. Is there something I can do, like help put the ring together or sell popcorn, maybe? All right, three tickets. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a master of all, I'm a jack of all trades, as they say. I mean, I can do some stuff. I can sell soda pops. I can... Maybe walk around with one of those things, all the glow, glow, yeah, glow things. So anyway, all right, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go out of town the following week, so I will be here Friday night. So I will see you Friday night. We'll have a good time, and, uh, and I get in Thursday. Oh well, let's do something Thursday then. Bring in Nikki. Of course, I'm going to bring Nikki. I gotta work. She works at a hotel where she gets discounts on hotel rooms. <laughs> Which hotel? Which hotel? Hilton. Oh, what do you do there? Front desk. Let me roll up my sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it a help? Yeah. Just got to walk in and give a hooty hoo. <laughs> what is that? Is that like the Raja thing? Yeah, that, well, that, that means you just go straight, straight to room 222. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot on this show today. Hooty hoo. Roger and 222, over and out. Check it. See you there. <laughs> 10 for good buddy. 10 for good buddy. Roger. Your lights aren't even on. It's just her there. You just got to find your way around. It's like a fucking maze there in a pumpkin patch, you know, just. just Dear God. Anyway, all right. See you uh, Thursday night then. See you this in a couple days. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. I know every year you say you're going to do something about your health, right, dudes? Uh, Well, this year has to be the year. The older you get, you lose a lot of time. Menswellnessleague.com. That's the website for Nubertese Men's Wellness. 
uh, league in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been doing testosterone maintenance, as you hear, all the time for over two years, and I feel great. I just want you to feel great. I want you to look great. I want you to feel great about yourself, and I want you to stay on this earth for just a little bit longer, right? How about the Wellness Combine for only 99 bucks? Because you're a 2%er, that's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you're going to get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at 150 bucks. Just make sure you mention in the BS when you sign up, you schedule that call, menswellnessleague.com. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor and that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy and she's my wife and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. Might have had the worst trip ever to the casino the other night. And it was, it's like when you have a bad trip to the casino, you gamblers know what I'm talking about. It sucks. It stings. It sits with you for a minute. Does a bad trip mean you lost money? You have no idea. Mm. Did you lose your truck? It wasn't that bad. Did you faint again? No, I haven't done that in a while because I haven't been on that lifestyle change. <laughs> <laughs> My sugar levels are actually probably too high. No, it was just, you know, we went we went up there because uh, we had to go up to the cabin and do some business up there. So I told Rach, I said, you know, let's, uh, this is Murphy Harris. You know, our cabin's up in Mineral Bluff, Georgia. Murphy, North, North Carolina is where Harris is. I said, why don't we, you know, this was this past Sunday. It's like, let's go to Sunday. We like to go on either Sundays, Mondays, or Tuesdays. Right. Because the, the men's are, they, they're, they, they're, their men's are too high there. Like, when I say men's, their minimum bet, you know, as a Mississippi stud player, I can't afford to play $25 men's. That's ridiculous. You have to have a lot of money. Because that game, usually, historically, it's like a roller coaster, right? You'll go on this like 40 minute heater and you'll get a lot of money. And then there'll be like a 30 ish, maybe sometimes 60 minute lull where you'll lose a significant amount of money. And you, you're just trying to, you know, stay afloat. That's the name of the game until you hit the big hand. I mean, that's, that's the entire, and have fun along the way, mm. right? That's, that's the whole point of the game. Uh, but if you just can't hit any cards, like what happened to me on Sunday night, then you're broke. But if you're playing $25 men's, that means you are, if you're going all the way to the end, you're in for at least a hundred bucks a hand and they go every 15, 20 seconds. So what is a good amount to play men's? Well, uh, what, I mean, if you're rich, $25, you know, I mean, I've seen. <laughs> well, I'm saying for you, you said that's too oh, much for you. So what's a good one? I, I'm okay at 15. I'd prefer 10. Okay. Five is not worth it. But 10, like, they, they don't go any lower than 15. So I've become accustomed to 15. Okay. It's kind of a weird number because, you know, on the other betting lines, you can triple up. So quickly, 15 times 3 is what? 45. How much? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you have people that don't know how to count. <laughs> like these dum-dums. 
and they're sitting there trying to figure out the chips. And it's like, <laughs> just make it easier on yourself. Put one green and four reds. Just always remember, one green, four reds. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> I thought I got it right. Didn't I get it right? You both said 75. I said 45. Oh, okay. Let the record show. <laughs> so she just walked all over you just trying to take credit for your math skills. <laughs> so we get there at like, uh, and I like to start, I like to get a good eight hours in. Right. Oh, that's a long time. Oh, no. I've, I've sat at a poker table for 15 hours before. Sheesh. I was 15? Mm-hmm. That was the longest I ever, they're called sessions. Mm-hmm. I did a 15-hour session at the Venetian in Vegas when I first started playing poker. And I had just become friends with Boogie from uh, Big Brother. You're friends with Boogie? Yeah. I love Boogie. And so I met up with him, and he's a big poker player. <laughs> And they, he was in a game. It wasn't a big game. It was a one-two game. It wasn't a lot of money. And I sat down and I just started getting destroyed quickly. And I was like, these some bitches are not taking my money. So I bought back in and just played very conservatively and enjoyed the game. I was there for 15 hours. Sheesh. How ma- many games is that? It's 15 one, one hours? Game. It's one game. One what? game lasted 15 hours. Yeah. I mean, it's, a lot of it's like Monopoly. It's a lot of hands, though, right? It's not. Yeah, not it's just, lot, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Of, I mean, I guess if you want to call each hand a game, I yeah, I would. It's not, but okay. I don't know anything about poker. I definitely didn't think one game of poker can last for fifteen hours. Oh, it could last longer than that. I mean, I know people that have gone days of just sitting there at a poker table. What? Oh yeah. Some <laughs> of these like these kids will go and they'll start playing at midnight, and they you know there's. No, no windows, so they you don't know what it, you just don't look at your watch. There's Dude. no clocks in there. Is that interesting for that long? If you if you've got a problem, yeah, I mean, I guess so. If you're addicted and you drink like uh, you know twenty Red Bulls, and that's I, I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen people fall asleep at tables because oh, that's ridiculous. It, because they, there was there I was playing a game uh, in in New Orleans at Harris there, and again this was when I first started playing. So this was a little, this was a little while back. And I sat down, it was a 1-2, maybe a 1-3 game, and there was this black guy that was playing uh, out of his rack, which means that, like, you'll get a rack of chips, like, you go to the cage, uh, or you're chipping up, and they'll give you a plastic rack, and, you know, there's five different slots in it, and you just put your money in there, so it's easy to handle, carry, you know? Okay. Mm. They don't chip you up at a poker table like they would do at a blackjack table. So if you had, like, $100 and $5 chips... If you leave a blackjack table, they'll say, let me chip you up. They'll give you a, a black chip, which is a $100 chip, and they'll take your reds. At a poker table, you don't do that. Poker table, you get a rack, you put your money in the rack, and then you walk away. Um, but this, And you're not really supposed to play out of your rack. It's kind of one of those things where it's just not the, not the classiest thing in the world to do. This guy's playing out of his rack, and he was kind of a douche, and he kept falling asleep. And I watched this guy... Win hands while sleeping. No way. <laughs> Kid you not. He would, the, the deal, so a dealer or somebody at the table would nudge him. He'd be like, oh. And he'd look at the hand and he'd just call. He'd just call. He'd just call. He's like, yeah, you won. You know, because people were trying to, you know, he was like, this guy's asleep. I want to take advantage of him. That's his tell. I, yeah, that's his tell. <laughs> I, I, ended up, I ended up beating him in a hand. And then finally, somebody said, "Dude, you should, you need to go." Actually, no, the pit boss—not pit boss, but 
the the card room floor guy came over and said, dude, you got to go to bed. You're falling asleep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then he gets up. He's like, man, I've been here for days. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, I know. And they'll just drink Red Bull and, you know, and they'll sit there for days. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the record is. If you want to look it up, I think it was by the Unabomber, um, not the actual <laughs> Unabomber, but that's his nickname. He 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 set the world record for the longest poker game or something. I mean, he was doing he did it to to for the bet, and then afterwards he said, "I I just the dumbest thing I've ever done." So this is horrible. Then he just put, but it was a gimmick, so he just played like one on one with somebody. That's that's eight years. Yeah, but that's not, they're not sitting at the table for eight years. The longest session was in 2010 was a guy named Phil Locke. Phil Locke, that's the Unabomber. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 115 hours. 115 hours. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Unabomber. His girlfriend is uh, Jennifer Tilly, if they're still together. How do you get a nickname like that? Because when he sits at the table, he pulls his hoodie over his head and he wears Uh, his glasses and he looks like that infamous picture of the Unabomber. Do you guys all have nicknames? Because you've got, like, Boogie, you got the Unabomber. Well, Boogie's from Big Brother. I don't yeah. know sure, how but that. I feel like uh, every, every, like, you know, gambling person I know has got, like, their posse of guys who have, like, insane names. What's your name, Jason? ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> My name's Adam. <laughs> Is it really? No. Oh. It's, do you have one? It should be. No, I don't have a nickname. You got a lobby You one. need to make up one. Make uh, up yeah. your poker nickname. Let me get on a let me get on a, a run then before. Like these guys are like you got Kid Poker, Daniel Negrano. See? They all have nicknames. Yeah. The poker brat, Phil Helmuth. You gotta make up your name. Well, I don't play enough poker though. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You know all the stuff, the ins and the odds and the racks and the men's and things. You know it. <laughs> the racks and the men. <laughs> it's not like you said men's. <laughs> you know all about the men's at the table and the racks at the men's head. Uh, so, you know, we, we go to, uh, and we're, we're playing. We get there at 4 o'clock. And the reason why I like to start around 4 o'clock, and it was perfect. We started literally at 4 o'clock. And my, my buddy, I call him Harris Mike, but he, he's, a, he's a friend now, um, and he's... he's Another go. nickname. Uh, that's how he is on my phone, Harris Mike, but he's, he's a good dude. He's, he's become a friend over these years, but he's my gambling buddy, and he, he meets us up there. You know, Rage goes and plays their slot machines. We sit down at the Mississippi stud table, and, uh, and it's 4 o'clock, and I'm like, the reason why I like 4 o'clock is so I can, get, I can get and be in bed and asleep by midnight, because I like my days. I don't want to stay up late. And, you know, I usually do some drinking while I'm up there. I, I try not to do a lot of drinking. Uh, it all just kind of depends on how things are going. Well, for whatever reason, this past Sunday, I became an alcoholic. Like, I just could not stop drinking. Mm. I drank so much. I mean, it was absurd how much alcohol I had. I didn't even realize. I had so much alcohol that at one time in the night, I guess... I ate an entire bag of chocolate donuts in less than 30 seconds. I do not believe that. <laughs> I would have to see that to believe it. I know. Really? That's, that's You ate story. a bag of chocolate donuts? Mm-hmm. No way. Just boom, boom, boom. No Text, text Rachel. <laughs> She'll tell you she handed them to me. I'm texting her right now. She'll even show you some of the videos. She likes to take videos of when I've had a, a few. few. And that's the only Is time. that why you were losing? No, like if I'm sitting at a poker table, the donuts. <laughs> if I'm sitting at a poker table, I won't drink alcohol. But if I'm playing the carnival games, I will because it's more fun, and you know, doesn't really take away from your ability to play. Uh, at a poker table, it does because it's all about you know you're playing the player, not necessarily the cards. This you're playing the cards. I couldn't hit a hand. I I could not hit a hand, 
and the one thing you don't want to do is go to the ATM outside of the money that you've brought with you. I don't want to give the amount because it's, I guess it's important, but I, I just don't want to give the amount, but it was an absurd amount of money. Here's what makes it worse. I mean, for me at least, but here's what makes it worse is by 1130, like I, I had to wait until midnight if I wanted to go to the ATM again, because, you know, and Rachel's like, this is bad, you know, and she's usually an enabler mm. where it's like, go to the ATM, you'll get it back. And she goes, you've had too much to drink and this is just not your night. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll probably just get up in the morning and I'll come down and win it back. Okay, don't do that. That's bad. You know, that's... <laughs> you get gotta, up in the morning and go back is bad? It's not bad. It's just anytime I've done that, usually it's in Vegas that I, I do something like that, you feel kind of dirty. It's a different clientele in the morning. You have two different types of people that gamble at, well, in this case, 5.30 in the morning. You have people that have stayed up all night. They're usually at least at this casino, the Baccarat players, so all the Asians that are playing Baccarat, have, have been there for days, hours. I mean, they just don't leave. And they've got the deepest pockets. And you're like, who are you and where did you come from? You're in Murphy, North Carolina, and you're, you're playing like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. This is crazy, Ooh. right? Then you have the people that went to bed at a reasonable hour, the older folks, and they get up. And they're starting their day with a little gambling. Maybe their significant other is still getting dressed, waiting to get some breakfast. They're going to poke around. They're going to do a little blackjack. They're going to do a little miss. You've got, those are usually the two different types of people. I'm, I was the angry person that I got destroyed so badly the night before. And the only reason that I was up at four o'clock in the morning was because I was so dehydrated and I had the worst headache. I couldn't go back to sleep. So mm. I got up, took a shower Rachel's like, what are you doing? I said, I want to go downstairs, get some breakfast, and try to win my money back. She goes, because <laughs> <laughs> we had to kill time. We had to be back at the cabin at like 10 or 11 o'clock, so I had a couple hours to kill. I was like, you know, it, it can't be that bad. I mean, I can stretch this out. Usually you can stretch out a good amount of money for a long period of time, at least stay afloat, maybe win a couple dollars. That's all I was trying to do. I went to the ATM, felt horrible about this. ATM, I think, like, subliminally was yelling at me. Get my money, sit down by myself. Dealer was very nice, and I lost all of it within an hour. Jeez. Woof. <laughs> I couldn't hit a hand. That money. Could, I, I literally could. I, the entire trip, I mean, we're talking, including the next morning, almost 10 hours of gambling, I did not get one paying pocket pair. A paying pocket pair. Jacks or higher. Mm. Do you have like a thing you do when you're on a losing streak to kind of reset, you know? Yeah, I'll walk away. You walk away. Here's, here's the other problem. If the table's that bad, the rule of thumb is you move tables. Sure. The problem with this casino is they only have one $15 min table, going back mm -hmm. to that whole thing. Yeah. The other tables that they had open were $25. Now... You could go over there. You're going to lose your seat at the $15 table, and you're not going to get it back because somebody's going to take it. And you're going to go over there, and you're going to be playing with for a lot more money. Cards might be different. You might hit. I've sat down at a $25 table and done really, really well numerous times. I probably should have done that. Mm. I probably should have done that. I didn't even think about it, actually. Yeah. After my donuts, I was just 
I was angry. <laughs> so, 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 so here's the thing. And I'll, and I'll let you guys be the judge and jury of this. Um, I was told that I offended one of the dealers. Oh, shocker. How'd you offend them? Well, so when, when I drink, I'm not an angry drunk. I'm a pretty fun, I'm either a, a, a really fun drunk and goofy and all that kind of stuff, or I'm just very quiet. And if I'm very quiet and, and I become a recluse, then I'll just walk away and be by myself, right? Okay. Uh, but this, I was very happy, very jovial, telling jokes, you know, being that guy. Uh, I don't think I was being annoying. Everybody was having fun. And the dealer, this woman comes in, like, the, you'll have a main dealer that'll be there for, like, 40 minutes. Then they'll be spelled by somebody else to come in for 20. Mm-hmm. And then the, your main dealer will come back just to change things up. So this woman comes over for the first time, and she's like, hello, hi, everybody, you know, comes over. And I look at her name tag. And I say, Grandma Jen Jen. Her name's Jen. Now, our new dog is named Jenna, and we call her Grandma Jen Jen. We call her Jen Jen. The reason why we do that is because one of Rachel and mine's favorite movies is Couples Retreat. And one of our favorite parts in the movie is when Jason Bateman breaks into Vince Vaughn's house at the beginning to convince him to go on the Couples Retreat the kids were listening in on the adult conversation about divorce, and they thought it was their parents that were getting divorced, so they called Grandpa Jim Jim. And the little kid, the way he says it, he goes, Grandpa Jim Jim! And we, it's just a couple's thing. We think it's cute. Is it, you guys know what part I'm talking about in the movie? I've yeah. not seen that movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Couples Retreat. And, and, the, and, the, and the Grandpa Jim Jim is, he's from, if you ever watch a Vince Vaughn movie, he looks familiar because it's his real father. He puts his father in most of his movies. Yeah. He has like a bit part. You know, like in uh, Four Christmases, he's the older gentleman that's sitting behind him in church. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's Vince Vaughn's real father. He puts him in all his movies. So it's, it's a Grandpa, Grandpa Jim Jim. You know, we, we, it's, you know, Rach and I have our own kind of vocabula- vocabulary and language, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so our dog, Jen, we call her Grandma Jen Jen. She's not an old dog. We just call her as a name. This woman comes over. I say, Grandma Jen Jen. Not just her, but the entire table gasps. Like I had just, like she was a white chick, but like I called her some horrible racist term. I mean, it was. Was she old? <clears throat> well, maybe that's why you called her Grandma. That's the thing is that like you're not old. So even if you were old and I called you grandma, you probably are. And if you're not old and I'm calling you grandma Jen Jen, obviously I'm not calling you old because you're not old. So I don't understand why you'd get offended. So there's some times where you can talk me into going, all right, Jason, you know, you said something and you probably didn't realize it. So and I'll agree with you. This one I don't agree with. And so she says, Grandma, huh? And you just see her face get really awkward and uncomfortable and weird. The entire table got awkward and uncomfortable and weird. And they all kind of start telling me that I was wrong. The table did. They're all older people, right? (laughs) Indians and Asians and all kinds. It's like, you know, whatever. And and so uh, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. How how old was she? Or or how old do you think she was? Mid-30s? Late-30s? I don't think you can call her grandma then. Maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe even early forties. It, it would be funny if she was like eighteen, but it, since she is middle aged, that that's like calling a woman old, and yeah. that's never a good idea. 
Okay, so I'll budge. And I did. I budge. I said, look, I am so sorry. I did not mean to offend. I didn't fight it. I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean. I thought she was joking at first, but then I realized she was serious. So I'm 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 really sorry. I, I was not trying to offend you. I'm sorry to the table. I really, really am. Um I and I I said, let me explain why I said that to you. She goes, Oh, this should be good. And I just straight out tell her, I said, that's our dog's name. Oh my God. So you're calling her an old dog. Oh, <laughs> that really went over well with the table, didn't it? It got worse. <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> you look like why. an old dog. <laughs> she just got her a bitch. So she, she gets even more upset and the table gets even more upset. And now I'm going, this is ridiculous. Like, Ooh. our dog is cute. And there's a the reason by And then I start telling her about the couple's retreat in the movie, and, and she didn't want to hear any of that. So I only got a little bit of that out. Uh, and, and it just got weird and awkward. But then I'm starting to get angry. And I think that's why I got angry, because I didn't think she had a right to be upset. I didn't think the table had a right to be upset. My last name is Bailey. <laughs> Do you know how many times in my life... When somebody meets me, especially if, you know, I'm just being called Bailey, they go, that's my dog's name. I don't get offended by that. They don't say, hey, Bailey, that's my dog's name, Bailey, Bailey. <laughs> they they just say in conversation, like, hey, Bailey, my dog's name's Bailey. Not screaming over a table, Gigi, Grandma. <laughs> oh, by the way, that's my dog's name, too. Like, you did that all wrong. You can't beat them being mad. You was wrong. You don't even know that lady. I, I don't. Think How dare they not know my inside joke? Yeah. Right. Have you seen Couples Retreat? It's a mediumly seen movie. You, uh, you, you are correct on that one. It, it is an inside joke, and obviously, I was having a good time. I was drinking. I did not take that into consideration. You are correct, but. If you explain the inside joke, I think it's the other person's responsibility to budge a little bit and realize, especially if you're saying you're not, I, I hadn't said anything offensive the entire night. I've been, a, I was fun, good boy, was not my character. Like, you're, you know me now. We've been, you know. Some people don't know you. <laughs> we have a rapport, Grandma Jen. Some people don't know you. <laughs> I think it's just because it was so, like, kind of out of left field for her because she had no idea this was about to happen. It's like, you can't walk up to somebody like, hey, fucking idiot. Oh, sorry, my dog's <laughs> oh, fucking sorry. idiot. Sorry, <laughs> my buds call each other. <laughs> well, I had that problem when I call people uh, like close to me idiots. You know, if I'll call myself an idiot or I'll call one of you guys, that's always been my term of endearment, an idiot. Like, I think it's a fun word to say. And I, 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 I know numerous times I'd call... Someone an idiot. I'd get feedback and be like, "Dude, you can't, you can't call me." I'm like, "It's you know, like Jericho in wrestling. He used he used to use the word idiot all the time. It's one of those. I'm a fan of words that get people's attention. You know, there's there idiots. One of those words. It's 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 soft, but yet it's hard. And you like pissing people off. I don't like piss. No, that is not true. I do not like pissing. I like seeing how people react. I don't like pissing them off. There's but, I difference. mean, what do you think their reactions is going to be? You've you've called people some names over the years that you knew they were going to be pissed off about. Oh, absolutely. So why are you so like, I'm mad that they're offended because I called her an old grandma dog. Like, you can't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be mad. Hold on, let me go back and re I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take back what I said. I, I've called people things not wanting them to get mad, but just interested to see their reaction. 
What was the word I used to use on the radio show all the time on purpose? Dummy? Uh, huh? No, not dummy. I never used it. Um, <laughs> you say dummy all the time. All the time. Uh, no, in particular, I would say uh, was son or, or no, uh, kid, kid. I'd say kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that would piss off one person in particular. <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This dude, like, always pitches about everybody making fun of how old he is. And I just called him a child. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my point is, like, I don't understand. Like, it's the opposite. This is what you want. You know? Well, that's no. why I had to save your life. That yes. is why I had to save your life. So, I don't know. I, I, she was very angry. She was there for her 20 minutes, and she left. And I knew she was angry because she couldn't let it go because when they leave, they just go to the table next to you, and they deal there for 20 minutes. Oh. And she was over there telling that table what I had called her. <laughs> <laughs> so you switch tables. Like, Hang on. I don't know what she's saying to you guys right now, but it's, there's a lot more context to it. <laughs> And she and her inflection was so that I would hear her telling the story. Oh yeah, she wanted you to know she was pissed. Oh, she did because I looked over and I said, "I said I was sorry." She goes, "Oh, that's okay, Grandma Jen Jen's got to work." <laughs> <laughs> like I go over there and apologize. Hip on these cards. <laughs> I do subscribe to the theory, though, that conflict builds character. You will always remember. Like if if I see her again, she's she's going to remember me. I know she would yeah. through good yeah. or th- through good or through bad, but she'll still remember me, and it would be my job to make sure that it's good. So, and I have a few of those relationships. That's where I've learned this is conflict, not just from me, but from them as well. Conflict builds character. So, the conflict at the beginning, if you can get past that, it will build character, and actually, I think a stronger relationship than you could have with somebody that you did not do that at the start of the relationship. I really, really believe that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would need more references of where you did this and it actually worked. I have a litmus test. Everyone raise your hand if you've had conflict with Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some, some worse than others. <laughs> some, some worse than others. I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example of maybe a different uh, definition of what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying here. So my first wife, the first time that we met... She called me an asshole and I called her a bitch. Oh. That was our first meeting. Tale is all this time. <laughs> we were, yeah. she, she was a promo girl for the radio station. We were at an event, uh, a concert at a, a small venue, and there were two promo girls. And the other one I actually knew, she actually had a crush on me. And I was kind of trying to keep it at an arm's distance. She scared me. She's very beautiful, but she scared me. And, um, the other girl, my first wife, who I did not know at the time, she just sat there miserable on this stool the entire time. And all I just was trying to strike up conversation. I wasn't trying to hit on her. I wasn't trying to do anything other than to trying to get her to smile. And I said to her, I go, uh, you don't look like you're having a good time. Is this just not your scene? And she goes, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, like whoa. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. I'm just trying to have a conversation. There's no need to be a bitch about it. And oh. she was like, Oh, so now you want to be an asshole or something like that. And I'm like, okay, never mind. And that was it. <laughs> and weeks later, uh, not that long afterwards, there was this magazine that the radio station had put out for the start of football season. And the girls were on it and she was on it. And she was like in this pose where she was, you know, she was wearing these white jean shorts and she was sticking out her ass. And 
and she had a, she had a very she had a very good butt and uh, and I went I didn't know that was her. And I remember, you know, we have to promote this little magazine thing on the air. So I'm talking about it. I'm talking about, you know, these are the days where you could say openly how great a girl's ass looked. And so I'm on the air and I'm like, God, this girl's ass is just, you know, blah, blah, blah. she emails me later on that night saying, hey, I'm the girl with the ass. Um, we had met and we didn't get off on the right foot. I was in a bad mood. I'm sorry. I apologize. And we started talking through email. Next thing you know, we're dating. Next thing you know, we're married. Wow. Conflict builds character. I, I guess. I don't Next know. Next thing you know, how did that end? Yeah. Did I Okay. But look at how much character he built from that divorce. <laughs> so, so I led with that knowing that you're going to say that. That's how predictable you yahoos are. When Rach and I first met, she comes into the studio. I was booked through her PR person at the restaurant that she was the GM at to host this event. She comes in with two blonde waitresses and they had specific orders from her to as she would put it grab ass and so we were talking in the green room we had a green room at this radio station and uh and you know they're kind of touchy-feely and flirty and all that stuff and i didn't i couldn't focus on either one of these beautiful girls because there was this girl that was miserable in this business pantsuit get up this gray with wet hair just sitting in the corner not saying a word looking like she was gonna you know shoot everybody and i i said something to her i was like you know everything okay you know she's like yeah yeah she's like i'm just tired and and i just want to go home i was like oh god i fell in love with her right then right then and there (laughs) she she had no idea who i was she had no idea about the radio station she knew about the event she did not care, and she just wanted to get home. And I later found out she wanted to get home because she had worked the night before, and she had to get the kids from school. You know, I fell in love with her right then, and she was she was a dare I say she's kind of bitchy. Oh, you know, and but I fell in love with her at that moment. I fell in love with Rachel. Mm. I didn't know I didn't know anything about her. I just it was that demeanor. I so loved you just it. like miserable women because that's what it sounds like you're saying. No, it was just that she didn't care. Like it was, it was just something about like people that try too hard. I have less respect for people that are honest about their surroundings and their feelings and the the moment that they're in at that time. Mm. And she was just very honest about it. Okay. Conflict. Conflict builds character. Well, right. All right. Yeah. And she's. I think she's coming down right now. She tell you the exact same thing. Well, a couple things you got to clear up for us. Okay, just step in front of uh, uh, of Evan here. Is one did I or did I not? Well, actually, what did you give me later on in the evening at the casino that you were shocked that I ate as fast as I did? So I came back with an option. Sorry, I came came back with an option of chocolate cupcakes, chocolate chip cookies, or a bag of chocolate donuts. Jason Bailey's choice was chocolate donuts, and he inhaled them. <laughs> That's a shock. Like, no, Nikki, he inhaled them. <laughs> I told you. They don't believe me. I tell them I stories. Know, like, chipmunk cheeks, puffy. They were, he was. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. The second uh, thing that you need to clear up, we're talking about conflict building character and how I subscribe to that mm-hmm. theory. Oh, man. When we first met, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, I mean, Dare to say you're 
kind of bitchy because you were tired. You didn't want to be there. You needed no, to. No, I hated you. Yeah, because I, you didn't know me. You hated me because you had to be there. Because you were stupid. Okay. Oh, okay. goodness. I wasn't stupid, <laughs> but you did. You just didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. That's a true story. And you were kind of bitchy. You know, I guess I just wanted a nap. Right, exactly. You had wet hair and a little great. And I fell in love with you right then and there. Yeah, because I wanted a nap and some snacks. <laughs> yeah. So, see, conflict builds character. Okay. Thank you. Thank All you right. for clearing some things up. I thought you were going to talk about Grandma Jen Jen. I already he did. did. Oh, boy. <laughs> he did. Yeah, we already That's covered we that. Wow. Him insulting this lady in the casino. No more Honey Jack. Yeah, I had three of those um, small bottles. Little shooters? No, not the shooters. The it size of your phone. Airplane bottles? No, no, not the airplane bottles. The bigger ones. Like the size of your phone. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the size of those are, but I had three of those. They have like three <laughs> shots of Honey Jack in them At per least. bottle. Yeah. yeah. But the, that, that, and then six-ish, eight-ish vodkas? Somewhere around there. Eight vodkas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now that's the same. I never seen you drink. Whatever that was in my socks. So if y'all want a fun show, <laughs> like a fun outing, everybody experience Jason Bailey like I get to experience him roll drunk at the casino. Yeah, she's got some great video of me. I do. What am I serenading you and dancing? You sang me the most amazing song I've ever heard in my life, mm-hmm. and. Your dance moves are on point. Yeah, I should have probably. Uh, what was the song? Was it original? Or was it it was an original. Uh, yeah, oh, let me yeah. see if I can pull it up here. <laughs> <laughs> it was an original. <laughs> like I'm gonna he's to, an artist. I'm going to have to play it off my. Uh, oh, actually, you know what I can do? It was an original. I he can, loves me. I made it up off the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me connect here. I made an original hit. Can't get this anywhere. This is it's not on one. Any, it's not on any streaming platforms yet. This will be out 2024. Getting pressed to vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> cassette tape. It, it's 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 a good one. Hold on, I've got to connect here. Are you still connecting? Yeah, come on, guys. Here we go. Connect, connect, connect. Did you have all me. that chocolate, Rachel? Because that's all that was there. Because Mr. Health over here, I'm surprised. So, once he starts drinking like that, and I've, I'm done gambling at this point, I've lost all my money, and I'm like, mm, I don't want to go to the ATM. I'm good. I'm okay with sitting at the table and just watching the psychology of the game, because it's amazing. So, I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a snack. So I go to the food court, and they have a plethora of fun things. And I come back with my little thank you bag that has uh, gummy lifesavers, gummy airheads, and fruit snacks. And I'm sitting there, and I got a little happy dance. I'm eating my gummy lifesavers. And he said, I really need something to soak up all this alcohol. But you want me to go get you a snack? I got you. So I go, and he, we have to have a conversation of what kind of snack he wants because it has to be set in stone beforehand because then I will bring back the wrong thing. And um, we decided on chocolate cake. Mm. And I was like... They have good desserts there. They do, <laughs> but um, they had some odd things. So the like the chocolate donuts were the ones with the little spiral thingies, the hostess 
cake donuts. And, um, I mean, I had just, like, crap junk food options. So I went with my best options for the junk food that I was like, hmm, that looks delicious. Go I have a, a thing for chocolate donuts. Okay. Like the okay. little baby one's just amazing. Like the John Belushi. Oh, yeah. so good. Here's right. the song. Let's see if it comes through. Uh, Hello, baby. Burger, thanks to me. When a man loves a woman, you're outside by no matter who she loves, your woman, no matter what, five, five, ten, man loves a woman, he loves her so much, when a man loves a woman, <laughs> that was my serenading. I'll undo the Bluetooth there. Unpair it. So there you go. That was. You got to find a man like me, Nikki. That's the demo. Can't wait to hear the fully mixed one. <laughs> yeah, that's not very well mixed down. <laughs> you take that into the lab. <laughs> Maybe get some backing vocals yeah. on that. Or something. You're blushing. No, it's it's pretty funny. It's, it's not an original though, but it's funny. It is. It's a remix. I mean, none it's of your, a remix. For none sure. of the songs you listen to are originals. They sample other songs. I mean, so. I'm just saying. I'm just let's be honest here. You've sung me a few original songs. I'm not. I'm not hating. Oh yeah, I, 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 I spit well. You 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 do the look at me, I'm mm-hmm. Nikki D song. That's original. Look at me, I'm Nikki D. Yeah, yeah, you got the melody still and mm-hmm. everything. I'm not hating. That's how. I, that's that's what I spit. At. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I spit at you. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I think the last thing about the, the casino thing is that, you know, one thing that sucks when you're gambling and you're done is there's nothing worse than watching television for an extended period of time at a hotel that has a casino. Like, it really, if you've ever been to Vegas or anything like that, it just sucks because you have so much to do. Like, it's versus any other hotel, like, usually you're waiting to go somewhere or you're just chilling out because you're just staying the night there because you got something to do the next day or whatever the case may be. There's something to do at the casino. Mm. There's money to be made at the casino, and you're in the room watching Law & Order SVU. It yeah. Sucks. But those Family Guy reruns aren't going to watch themselves, you know? So Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Somebody's got to put some eyes on those babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, are you ready? Abby. All right, we changed Brandon's one question to Wednesdays now that we do the BS three times a week. Here we go. One question with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! All right. Did you run over your ex-girlfriend's dog and now you're getting back together with her? Well, I got a perfect gift for you coming up we got valentine's day meredith sparks with studio sparks design she creates custom pet portraits your dog does not have to be dead you just need a picture of it to send it to her based out of Ackworth, dallas but they can be shipped anywhere nationwide with our great fedex and ups uh hit her up on facebook at etsy uh studio sparks designs once again killing the read nicely done (laughs) 
Always bringing business. Okay. Actually, she does get a lot of business from <laughs> us. <laughs> she might be one of the more popular sponsors on our social media. A lot of people are using her. All right, what's your one question? All right, so at what point do you go from living to dying? When you stop breathing. <laughs> no, like, you know, it's like the, the woods question. Like, how far can you go in the woods? You can only go halfway. And then you're going out of the woods. Mm. Oh, like that. I, see what, I see what he's saying. I, I, I understand the woods thing, but I don't understand the living or Like, dying. at some point, your life peaks and you're on the decline, right? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Are you dying right now? Like, slowly dying? Or are you still oh, on the come up? Or are you living? Thank you, Evan. That actually is a very good question. Uh, okay. At what part? Uh, all I can think of is... Um, of uh, of um, Morgan Freeman and Shawshank. You got to get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> That's all I can hear right now in my head. At what point of your life are you living or are you dying? Right? That's your question? Yes. All right. I might need a, a second here. Anybody want to go? So for me, I'm going to say you're dying daily because every day that you wake up, you are alive, but you're still one step closer to death because you're aging. But isn't that a pessimistic way to look at it versus every day that you're living, you're living, you're not dying. You're one step closer to dying. Um, we don't age backwards. So well, that Benjamin Button fella did. Well, none <laughs> well, of us are Benjamin. Right, correct. So some of us. I, I think it would be person by person, but it depends on because your body is growing at one point, And then at some point, which is usually around 30, then you stop growing and progressing. And then your, your things start dying and things start breaking down. So there is a point, but I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. Well, and there's also, I think you got to differentiate between, are you talking about your physical being or your mental being? You know I mean? There's guys that have cancer or remission that know that they only have five years left and they're living life to the to the fullest, like we call it living your best day. You know, you're living your, your best, best life. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think I agree with Nate is that it definitely is person to person. Um, I would like to take the more optimistic approach and say you're living up until the point where you no longer are breathing. You know, even if you're laying in a hospital bed, you know, I, I, I at least like you're thankful that you're still on earth and you can see your loved ones. That I don't know if I want to think that way when that happens to me, but right now that's I think. Now there's another way to look at this too. Good advice my financial uh, guy gave me, and I wish I remember the exact terminology. But he says once you retire, there's three stages of post retirement. There's the go go. There's the get it and there's the gone or something like that. They're like G's they're like goes and gone's meaning that when you first retire, let's just say historically you're supposed to retire at 65. Nobody does, but let's just for conversation's sake, 65 and you're retired. The first five ish years of your retirement, maybe even 10 you're traveling and you're doing things that you never, you're spending time with your family. You're doing road trips. You're doing things that you did not have time to do early in your life because of work, right? Exactly. The next stage is the chill stage, okay? You're just where you're at. This is where you're, you're, you enjoy being at your place and you're enjoying your, your significant other and your grandkids and your kids and whatever the case may be. And that's the second stage. The last stage is, you know, you don't have much time left on earth. Right. And financially speaking, how they break it up into the thirds is the first part of it, you're going to be spending the most money out of those other two segments. 
right? The, for medical bills and stuff like that. No, for trips and stuff like that. You're oh, you're okay. you're 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 spending you're spending a good amount of money. The next stage, you're just sitting on it, and the final stage is you're planning on giving it away. Oh, okay, I got you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and that all goes back to while you're living and working to get to a nest egg where you can at retirement stage re- get three to 5% on the money that you have in your 401k or your IRA or whatever the case may be. So you can do those things, right? Yep. So that's, that's another, that's a financially financial way to look at it. I don't know. I think it's more about like your lust for life, right? I don't think it's like one point where you hit like a peak and then you're on your way down. It's like, I think it's like peaks and valleys, right? Like, like uh, I'll say like, you know, uh, last year was a terrible year for me. I was dying that year, man. I was depressed. I hated everything about it, but like. Because of work? Yeah, partially. Oh, you can't let work get you depressed. Well, for sure, but it does. Oh, I need right. to hug you sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it does though you know but like as long as you're waking up every day with like a a real zeal and love and appreciation for the things around you you're living baby not that place oh (laughs) you stick around me long enough i'll make sure you never get depressed with people like that (laughs) it's just not not that was that wasn't the only thing for sure uh it was you know why else were you depressed uh, just a lot of stuff going on you know i felt like uh it was all job just let's be honest (laughs) i felt like a a, you know a ship without a sail you you knew at one point of your life you were going to be the savior of a defunct radio station and then you had you knew when they were going to bring it back they were going to throw you in the trash even though you and your buddy were the one that held it afloat for a very long time you knew that was coming well it it depressed you before it happened uh nate you uh you kind of answered it right yeah i so you guys are kind of interpret or some of you are interpreting life as like this like philosophical thing but i think the question brandon's asking is more like physical like a a hard thing like winter like he was saying with the woods think of it also like a room when you enter a room with two doors when are you starting to exit the room well it's not necessarily halfway through it's it's whenever you know like with your body it's whenever it it stops progressing and it starts breaking down then you're even if you're you're mentally you're enjoying life you're still dying it doesn't matter if you're happy if you're happy at the end of your life your body is still dying dying is that what you're asking more of the physical side of things yeah, and then you went all spiritual and philosophical. I'm sorry, Brennan, but you know, forgive me that a lot of times when you ask your question, they're fairly open-ended, and a lot of times the way we interpret it is not what you're saying. So, yeah, m- my bad. <laughs> well, in that regards, everything Nate just said I agree with because you are – physically you're dying every day that's what i said and you yeah. try to come say she's being pessimistic i'm gonna be an optimistic because person. i i'm not i wasn't looking at it knowing his questions <laughs> they're usually not as simplistic as that oh i was like man brandon might be a great thinker of our time <laughs> <laughs> he's the socrates of newton <laughs> uh but yeah physically sure you know that doesn't mean that you can't physically feel bad. Like there's a lot of people that earlier in their lives maybe had physical disabilities or some kind of issues. They were very heavy set. And as they got older, like at 47, I feel great. I really do. I feel better at 47 than I did at 37. I can tell you that right now. So see living. Well, maybe not technically, but like, well, that and testosterone maintenance sure. helps, you know, greatly. All right, well. Well, and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and outside of the plug for Nuber T, the, the testosterone maintenance, you know, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine the other day, and he's like, I don't know anyone over 40 that's not doing it. Mm. 
uh, just because it's you know it's it's giving it's giving guys as they get older something that they would not have had, you know. So I don't know. I, don't know. I think the best way to know if you're dying is if Jason has a skull and crossbones next to your name in his phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I can search my phone under dead and you, you, you pop up, ever. you're on the list. <laughs> That's very, very true. Dead people's number six. All right. Uh, Podcast the BS. That is our website. Please become a premium two percenter. Subscribe. Uh, we've changed it up uh, this year. So we're now offering three full uh, episodes of the BS, you know, more like the radio show stuff, uh, what you're listening to now, obviously. Uh, during the week, we are also offering up a full video show for premium two percenters, you P2Pers. And you'll get a private link. If you're not getting that link, the number one reason why you're not getting the link is, well, I don't have your email and I don't have your email because when you subscribed, you chose to opt out of any emails from, as they say, creator. That's the number one reason. The only way to fix that is to unsubscribe, which kills me to say, and resubscribe. So please don't forget. And then when you resubscribe, there's a checkbox that says opt in to emails or newsletters or whatever it is. I put it in the last newsletter, uh, which is a different database, by the way. So if you're getting the newsletter, doesn't necessarily mean I have your email uh, as a premium two percenter. So they're two totally different groups of people. Anyway, do that. Get the episodes early. Get all the stuff I just mentioned. Uh, we also have the top three, and you get commercial free um, if that's your thing, or you can listen and to the commercials. Rhymed. And it rhymes. Top three, commercial free. Hello. You, you get the clueless two. You get Brandon and Def August's uh, podcast. Now we put that out on Thursdays. <laughs> I don't think Brandy and Lindsay are doing their podcast anymore. We haven't talked to them in twenty-eight years. Be- yeah, since before Christmas. Yeah, so <laughs> they're not returning text they're not sending us any audio so i i don't know what the story is i hope everything's okay with them but well they're alive i saw them skating yesterday or the day before i'm sure they are yeah sure they're very much alive (laughs) (laughs) they're alive i have i have no idea it's just one of those things i'm not shocked but i have no idea let's just put it that way Uh, also on our website uh, our social media please like share especially the content that we post daily if you don't share that then we can't get a bigger audience so we need your help in that regard, so thanks for doing that for those that do do that. But if you don't, you know, just share it to somebody in your network. Not a big deal. Uh, on the website, the top three playlists are there. Nate does a great job of putting those up there. So if you're, you know, going on a road trip or you just want some unique, weird kind of playlist with songs all over the place, uh, all the different topics of, of the playlist are on there as well. And more, you know, our merch store, so on and so forth. So with that being said, Nate, you got anything before we get out? Oh, I know. Oh, oh, hold on for a second. Sorry. And we got the bonus content. We start giving you premium two percenters bonus content. So if you subscribe after the outro, we have more show for you. Um, that's why it's important because, especially today, because Brandon, we have to have a conversation. This young man is Nate, very very lost. He wants to sell things and he's <laughs> desperate and he's lost and it's. I think he's. I think he's going to need. Papa Bear Bailey to oh, step in and goodness. help him out with some Lost certain things. Yeah, he's 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 shooting me texts saying gibberish. What? Just gibberish. Like I almost had to do a <laughs> what is it when the cops Baker come to your Act? house? No, not Baker Act. Wellness check. I almost had to do a wellness check on Brandon. <laughs> That's how bad it is. So we'll get to that bonus content after the outro. All right. Uh, with that being said, Nate, what you got? Uh, if you call a woman old, you're well on your way to dying. There you go, Brandon.
If you're sad in the corner, Jason's coming for you. I gotcha. Nickety. We're all just living to die. All right. Would you like to get in on this? Yeah, sure. I think uh, conflict get, builds character, so create as much conflict as you can. Oh, there you go. Very good. You caught on quickly. All right. With that being said, thanks for all the support. Stick around. Premium 2 percenters. Talk to you Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.